I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. I love her and I hate to leave her lonely. Ring, ring went the iPhone. It was my homie. He said, let's hit Japan if we can make them jam. We can make a hundred grand, spin it in the south of France. Nothing further. I jumped, grabbed my go-yard trunk, got ready to walk it out like unk. Hey, welcome to the Black Out Test Podcast. Your host, Rod and Karen. We're in the house on a Thursday afternoon. Yep, yep, y'all. Mm-hmm, but it's a very special Thursday afternoon. Um, first things first, you should recognize both of the voices that you heard during the lyrics uh, to start the show. Uh, been on the show multiple times. Um, the the first is of course uh Patrice Calendar um at Patrice C on Twitter um mm-hmm. and uh we've discussed a few times uh them thrones and today will be no exception uh how you doing Patrice I'm doing great I'm glad to be back and I'm glad Game of Thrones is back we've been waiting almost I would say close to a year it feels like it you know like there's just a, a longing in my heart whenever the season was over. And uh-huh. I felt like they ended on a slap in the face, like with, <laughs> they just threw like the winter walkers in our face, like this is what they look like. And I was like, oh shit! And I was like, bye. <laughs> yeah, <see you. laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah, I can't wait to talk about that. But um, you know, also Patrice has HelenHeartaches dot com. Mm-hmm. Um, what's going on at HelenHeartaches dot com right now? Um, Helen Hardix is a lot of stuff. I've been going offline lately. I'm speaking at some conference about the internet in, uh, Atlanta in November. I might be doing something for Internet Week here in New York in May and I'm doing a live reading of Michael Bay's version of, uh, one of the scripts of, for Ninja Turtles because apparently they're remaking it and I'm doing a live reading and I am Michelangelo. Ouch, my childhood. Um, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, everything I read about, he, he's one of those people that thinks he's making it better whenever I read a quote from him, but it's always something that makes what he's doing worse. Because he'll just right. be like, oh, it's just Ninja Turtles. I mean, who cares? And I'm like, I do. Exactly. <laughs> I'm the one who cares, Michael Bay. I wanted to buy tickets. Um, well, I grew up in New York, and Mrs. Uh, Mrs. Laird, Peter Laird's mother, the man who created it, she was my fourth grade teacher. Wow. So, oh. We yeah. got to see, like, the really rough, gross, like, you know, how Garbage Pail Kids are gross at the beginning kind of drawings of Ninja Turtles. Yeah, I, I, I actually uh, remember one, uh, Ninja Turtles was probably, like, the first thing I tried to draw myself. Mm-hmm. And um, it was definitely one of the first graphic novels I owned. And I knew Eastman and Laird's last names, like, in from fifth grade on. So uh, when the remake of the movie started coming back up and... Um, People were like, yeah, man, they're going to do an actual live action movie. It's going to be good. And I was like, well, what do Eastman and Laird have to say about this? Everybody's like, well, who, who are those people? Who are those people? <laughs> I was like, oh, no, I love them too much. This is too much. Um, All right. The other person we have on the show, is, everybody knows. Um, Scary. It's um, <laughs> my man Justin, aka J Trill, uh, and uh, it's been a while since we had you on the show, man. What's been going on with you? Oh uh, man, I, you know I've just been undercover trying to avoid those charges, you mm-hmm. know, trying not to get caught up in my parole violation. But you know, after they finally went on ahead and caught me, so I did my time. <laughs> now yeah. I'm back. Yeah, uh, it's good to have him back out there, hiatus, man, and um, uh, it's also good to have company on the show. Of somebody else that doesn't have a job, so uh, that's nice. <laughs> you know, oh, I mean, oh. I mean, good company. So uh, you know, they're not hiring ex felons out here these days. So <laughs> well, that's your problem. <laughs> I don't have to worry about that one. Uh, but yeah, it, uh, we adjusted with talking. I was just like, 
yeah, man, you know, I, um, it's crazy, man. I got laid off last Thursday. It was weird. I hate that job, so I'm kind of happy, but I should be sad, but I'm, I'm not. And so, and so, and so Jess is like, yeah, man, I got laid off too, man. I was like, oh, shit, man. It's like we're brothers again. <laughs> Getting fired on our day off. Yeah. Oh, you got fired on your day off too? Because Roger would have did it twice and both on my birthday around my birthday. Yeah, so. Yeah, it's not a game out here. You no. really can't get fired on your day off. We need to start. Yeah, you can. Need to start our own sitcom or something. About <laughs> two unemployed black men uh, hanging out. Nobody will watch it but us. But no, I think they will watch. BET might pick it up. They would. I don't think that that's entire sections of Brooklyn. That's not a sitcom. <laughs> <laughs> it, it would be different. It would be the plight of the dark skin versus light skin. Who mm. would get work first? Well, I have been living. Oh yes. In the last week, I have been living my life like a white housewife anyway, like getting getting oil changes in the middle of the day, making sandwiches from scratch and stuff and and cooking them in in the middle of the day. I I have no complaints. I get walked out to my car in the morning and shit like I'm special. I'm like, hey. (laughs) Yeah, I got to stay on my regimen, man. I felt I did some odd shit like just cleaning out the refrigerator. I'm talking about take out all the food, take out all the shelves. I do that sometimes. Just clean everything out. Like, now I'm finding other things to clean. Like, I have nothing to do. (laughs) Yeah, I go to the gym twice a day now. Like, that was some uh, white housewife shit that I I always envy white women for being able to do. It's like, damn, she going to the gym at, like, 10 a.m. And she going to come back at 6. Now I'm like, I can do that shit. I'm I'm taking advantage. Being that with just me, them, and the kids in daycare. That's all the of people course. in the gym. You got to have some eye candy when your women come home now. You got to look nice. Yeah, but yeah. It's, it's been cool, man. So. Yeah, you know you know, you at the White Y when you got the Y where they be like, look, we watch your kids from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. Yeah. Monday through Friday. That's true. And if you don't have anything, like the other thing, too, um, I've been planning out my chores. So, like, you know how Justin's like, I clean out the fridge. Like, I do stuff like, I'm going to clean out the fridge Friday. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, I'm pacing myself. <laughs> so that, out. Right. I don't, don't want to be sitting around the house bored and shit. Just like, it's nothing to do. Like, I'm going to figure this shit out. Like, live tweet Buffy, then I'm going to get back on this fridge. Um, you know, your Buffy live tweeting is, like, my favorite thing on Twitter. Uh, well, thank you very much, Patrice. It's very controversial. Uh, actually, had you been tweeting when the show was airing, I would have stopped watching Buffy about a season and a half in. just... <laughs> Broken and debunked everything I believed in at that age. <laughs> yeah, I get a lot of people like, I was 14, but you know what? That's a good point. Why would Spike, mm-hmm. you know, that Spike was a little rapey and I don't think that was appropriate. I'm like, right. And now he's back to being a hero. Nobody said shit about this dude. <laughs> no. Well, Pulling a Chris Brown on Buffy one in day. In the bathroom, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dude is, is he, he even made it to the Angel series. I'm watching the last season of Angel. I'm like, this nigga's back. Yeah. Get him the fuck out of here. Um, but anyway, man, let's talk about what we really came to discuss. Um, Dem Thrones is back, man. And um, they started off with a bang. Uh, I, I think this this the first time that uh, if I think they really started exactly where the other one ended because um, it started with uh, my fan Fat jo- uh, Friar Tuck running mm-hmm. his running his ass away in that snow <laughs> <laughs> from the white walkers uh samuel uh tarley is his name um and i was like run fat boy run because uh the, the walkers was on his ass and uh somehow he he lived even though he fell down like a little white girl um in a jason horror flick uh <laughs> fell down and was like crawling away and the, the zombies was like 
the zombie was trying to get him and he got burned up he, by fire and stuff. He so. really was not moving fast that someone else had time to uh, get a dog after it, shoot it with arrows, and then set it on fire. And he was still scooting away that ankle delicately, like, please, no. No, I'd rather you didn't. All, like, all that was missing from that scene was a tree root and some high heels. <laughs> That's what it felt like. That's why you hate the movies. Why did he survive? Right, yeah. His homies died, too, man. Remember those two really... Yeah. Uh, I don't know their names. They were two really fit dudes that were in the white Night Watch too, yeah. and right. they started running way before his ass and got killed immediately. He stopped running at one point. Like, <laughs> what are you even running from? I'm cool. I think that's why they left him alone because he was sitting there crying. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was uh one of the first times that being fat has saved someone's life in the movie. That might be the it's first time. The only time, right? <laughs> like, typically every movie punishes you for being fat. It's like he's fat, exactly. so he died first. Um, I actually saw a movie called uh, 12 Rounds and one of the scenes is, is a WWE directed movie. It's terrible, right? But one of the scenes, a guy is like 300 pounds and he's the, uh, like security guy at some place that's about to get bombed and they're in the elevator going up and the trap that, that was set is that the hero who's in the elevator too can save himself, but in order to save both of them, he would have to carry this 300 pound man out and help him save like pull himself out of the elevator Uh and i was just like man why even like what kind of diabolical genius is sitting around like yeah he's gonna be 300 pounds i'm gonna make i'm gonna make him die because he's fat and and you can't save him because he's too fat i was like man i want to leave this movie and stop eating popcorn um But, uh, yeah, so, um, I, I was a little disappointed with him too because he didn't even send out the Ravens. And I guess the Ravens is like the warning, early warning system they have when the, the, uh, White Walkers get loose or whatever. And, uh, of course he fucked that job up and he reminded me a lot of Peter from the Cosby's. Uh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> That's grown Peter. That is him. It really is. He was Peter looking- would have got his sweat. Peter wanted to get. He just always got his cardigan and went home. Peter always <laughs> ran home. <laughs> he, that, he was looking at that ground, and that's exactly how he looked. Like, why can't I just run out of here before he makes this uh, big ass sandwich? Um, but yeah, so um, that that part was pretty cool. Um, and then uh, we end up cutting to. Uh, well, I'll just talk about some of the major things. Um, my man Rob Stark. Uh, he had a moment with his mom who, uh, uh, actually ended up letting, uh, the King Slayer, Jamie Lannister, uh, mm-hmm. get back, uh, to his people because there was a promise that her daughters would be returned to her and safely and all this stuff. And, which is uh, all she ever wanted. She was not down for all of this. Like, just mm-hmm. give me my babies. Like, yeah. I'll, I'll stop. <laughs> Like really, she started and an, she started a war and then called it t- call time out because she just right. wants those girls. Mm-hmm. Like, ah. She was ride or die early. Like Rob, you're gonna be a man. It's time to go out here and get the killing. We gotta get our d- babies back. And then like, <laughs> uh, I can get you the babies back without all this killing. And she was like, Oh, hold up, time out. All y'all acts are free. Everybody has said that. If y'all yeah. said that, <laughs> everybody freeze. Everybody freeze. The problem is she listened to the wrong person. That yeah. told her last season, like we can't, you can't exchange your children. Well, she listened to Littlefinger. Why does anyone trust Littlefinger? He's the most annoying person on the show to me. Is uh, 
you know his plotting ass because he'll just come up lie to everybody and he does have game with these lies by the way but he'll lie to everybody and people continue to trust this dude he's like uh lucy with the football and charlie brown yeah yeah i've hated him since the wire yeah yeah when he was uh the mayor <laughs> yeah like i haven't liked him since then because he got the black mayor kicked out of town like come on son that's a good point that's a good point um but yeah so uh she believes in that fool um so she got to get locked up but i thought a, a pivotal a pivotal moment was when rob was like looking at all these people that died because of this war and stuff and uh partially because uh his mother lady stark let uh you know the kingslayer go back and he 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 like was treating her like his mom for a second and everybody started looking at him like motherfucker my son is dead and he had to be like oh yeah that's right uh lock her up uh put her in the chambers <laughs> but it was funny because he they locked her up in a like a regular suite it was like that's gonna be your that's gonna be your torture hole. Yeah. It's like no, nigga, you got uh, plush pillows, you got the, you got the king size <laughs> bed in here, you got a view, you got a balcony. Like, yeah. are you really yeah, locked prison up? Is this? She at the white people's prison. <laughs> um, oh, Martha Stewart. The next dude. Ah, yes. The dude is getting on my nerves, man. And like, uh, you ever have one of those moments where the, where you're watching the show and the whole time you're like, don't do this, don't do this. Well, that's how I felt when. Uh, they showed uh, Davos Seaworth waking up on a like deserted island, yeah, mm-hmm. in the middle of nowhere, uh, looking like he really, really needed some sunscreen. Um, <laughs> <laughs> apparently, uh, that is not invented in this uh, reality yet. No, so. he was vitamin D deficient. Um, so he he tracks down a ship. The ship, you know, comes by. Uh, they send out a landing party, and they're like, "Hey, uh, what you doing on this uh, island?" He's like. Yeah, I fought for a war and all this stuff, and um, uh, you know, I I got stranded here, and it was like, who you fight for? And you could see <laughs> the fear in his face, like, oh wait a minute, I answered this wrong, I'm gonna die right here on this island immediately. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> There's no other answer. No, I have to get this right. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> like he froze. Like hold up. That's the one time honesty in a movie actually paid off. Right. I was like, I was really like, man, I wonder what he's going to say. Is he going to say the uh, old king that died a long time ago? Is he, gonna, you know, but he uh, said the truth, uh, Stannis Baratheon, and somehow those people were from, they were cool with Stannis, so they let him on the ship. Yeah. And uh, he immediately tells everyone on the ship that his plan is to go talk to Stannis Baratheon and I got so mad at him because they were saying shit like, yeah, well, Stannis is burning niggas alive right now. <laughs> yep. So you may want to hold off on all of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, you really, yeah, I don't know if you Nah, heard. it's not the time to be trying to negotiate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he Send him a falcon with a note or something, don't go. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not the move. <laughs> yeah, you, you might better burn mail him and call it a day. And, um, you know, uh, Davos hasn't trusted uh, Stannis and his woman uh, well, he hasn't trusted uh, Melisandre, the, uh, the 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 red fire witch um, of the north, I guess. See, he hasn't trusted her from jump, but that's who's in Stannis's ear right now. So he's immediately like, I got to go back, confront this woman and tell Stannis that this is, you know, this is wrong. And everybody he came into contact with was like, don't do it. He's seen her birth a fucking demon. Yes, you saw this with your own eyes. You saw this, but you want to confront her, okay? What'd you say, Patrice? Sorry. 
you you actually know what she's capable of. She's not even just kidding with you. She showed you. Like she birthed a pussy poltergeist last year, (laughs) and everybody forgot. Everybody forgot. She called him personally to escort her. Right, and and the thing is, so he gets there and he confronts her. He's like, "Uh, look, um, this ain't right." And his boy Stannis, like a true, it was like uh, Stannis is that dude that every every guy knows that his wife is an evil ice queen, but he just don't acknowledge it while she's berating all his friends. Like, like you just want to be like, "Hey, man, um, are you gonna get your girl? Because I don't want to cuss your wife out. Like, that feels really inappropriate. But I don't think she should be throwing water in my face. You know, (laughs) he was just like, "Mm -mm, "Nope, she's talking for both of us right now." Um, Because she starts going in on um, on uh, on Davos, and he started crying and shit. Like, she brought him back to the night when his son died and everything. Was like, "Can't you hear them screaming?" And he was he was like crying like a little baby, man. I was like, damn, man, you had all that, all them balls on the ship. Yeah, got, got up to the room, start crying like a little punk. I don't wonder if it was tears of regret. Like I should have just walked away. Yeah, I don't know, man. I should have walked away, but I'm in here now. I'm He's in like, too deep. He was like, the black dude was right. You know, <laughs> nobody ever listens to the black man. Yeah, hey, black pirate. <laughs> that black pirate. I, I enjoy the black pirate dude because. He is so key on not playing the magical Negro for these white folks. Like he's like, yeah, you go up there, you by yourself, right? You know. Mm-hmm. I told you not with to. You. And dude was like, but you my boy, I've been. You went to my wedding. He's like, you went to four of my weddings, nigga. I'm not going, and you shouldn't either. <laughs> <laughs> like this is where this shit ends. Yeah, he was like, in my next life, I'm gonna be a pimp. <laughs> on, a, on a TV show that really ain't that many people gonna watch, but I'm a pimp. And if you just listen to me now, I'm trying to tell you about some things. <laughs> Uh, but um anyway so uh i thought that was crazy and uh sounds like he's gonna end up getting burned um he's not gonna make it long yeah. i know that much people ain't they principles on this show man <laughs> you gotta drop them principles man when shit start looking shaky you gotta change and adapt man like that's I why i like aria aria is as good as her options mm. <laughs> <laughs> what i'll be a boy then yep <laughs> all right aria be like uh so you kill people if i say their name Oh, okay, fuck it. Okay. <laughs> All right, I got a couple people, and also your name, unless you kill 12 more people. And, and kill them now. Kill them now. Yeah, she Not- was like, the, she's like that person that rubs on a lamp and for the third wish, wishes for more wishes. Yes. Like, yep. like I like her, man. But, um. Yo, wasn't that crazy how dude changed his face at the end of the season? Yeah, that was dope. That was dope. I was like, okay, so this show really has more magic than just those do- other people yeah. that uh, tried to steal the dragons. Yeah, we weren't speaking of the dragons. Speaking of the dragons. Mm. Uh, them little niggas getting big, man. I think I saw a they couple are. of them wearing like size six Jordans and shit. <laughs> 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 it's like, it's like, uh, one of them was, uh, texting. Uh, in the show, like they got big fast, man, because it hasn't I been mean, that long. <laughs> he ate a fucking shark. Yeah, right. As a snack, and he fl- he grilled that shit too. Like <laughs> he, he threw it in the air, put some fire on it, and then ate it. it. Was like, yeah, I'm good now. So, uh, and she still the Khaleesi still thinks that they're not big enough to uh, wage war. Um, so she went and got a uh, well. I guess she didn't went. She went and browsed, perused, uh, went, to, <laughs> went to the lot, <laughs> kicked the tires, if you will, on uh, some slaves in the slave army, and uh, I, I enjoyed that scene uh, very much. Um, probably my second favorite scene of this uh, this this episode. 
was oh. the the because I imagine this happens all the time, by the way, and maybe mm-hmm. I'm just fucked up. But anytime someone is speaking a foreign language around me to another person that speaks that language and they know I don't speak the shit. I always go, they talking shit about me and they were. Yup. It's like, tell that whore. <laughs> I said, I want $10. Yeah. Tell her. Tell her. <laughs> he, was, he was talking so much shit, man. He called her muling at one point. Like he was mm-hmm. just dropping nothing but heat on her. The entire time, and then even gave some to the translator when he was when he was like, uh, "Tell her something inappropriate, like uh, you know, tell her go fuck herself or something." She's like, "Really? You want me really? to tell her?" It's like, "What are you a goat or a fucking translator?" <laughs> like, of course, don't tell her that. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> like, it's like this dude, I like this dude. It's about that him. life. Like he should have been. Why is it? Why was he not already fighting in somebody else's war already? Apparently he almost needs a spinoff like slave auctions. <laughs> <laughs> I would watch that. I would watch. I would watch a version of uh, him doing some type of entourage shit where he's like the Ari Gold <laughs> and just making deals with his translator. Um, uh, <laughs> that would be his Lloyd, and uh, they would just be making jokes on people. Yeah. But um, he got too much pleasure in the cutting that dude's nipple off. That was the other thing. Too oh. much pleasure. I, now I was actually a little surprised because when um, he was questioned by uh, Jora, um, you know, second in command to the Khaleesi, um, her simp, um, when, <laughs> when he when he was questioned by him, like, well, everybody's scared to die. I was like, oh, he probably gonna go up there and kill one of them, like just to prove. That's what I thought. Yep. But instead, he cut his nipple off, which might be worse than death. And uh, the dude didn't even flinch and thanked him. And, <laughs> I was like, that's some mind control for your ass. I was like, they're not going to put a Band-Aid on that. He just, he was like, get back in line, bitch. Yeah. He's like, thank you for choosing me. Thank you for t- that's exactly what I thought. I was like, I wonder if they had peroxide. <laughs> He's like, well, now I'm infected. <laughs> uh, and then also in my mind, uh, I cut to a scene uh, in my mind where uh, later on at night, that dude is like talking to the other slaves like, God damn, you got my nipple off. The fuck is wrong with people? <laughs> why, why would you even dare him to do that? <laughs> I hope I get bought tomorrow. I swear to God, I hope I get bought. <laughs> you know? The other niggas like, man, you lucky. You lucky he stabbed you because I thought you was dead. Yeah. Like, just be happy it was <laughs> just your I. nipple. <laughs> just be happy it was just your nipple. But then he was like, well, I'm glad it was only his nipple too because they cut their balls off. Yeah. At an early, I was like, his balls? Like, like who the fuck wants to ever be in that army? Like, you cut my balls, son. I'm killing you. First chance I get. Yeah, no. Nah. I have to believe that's not in the paperwork when you sign up. <laughs> <laughs> that's a defined fine print. Oh, you didn't see yeah. the you didn't see the balls clause? Ooh, well, you oh, should have uh, perused that one. See, that's why we write things with invisible ink. Yeah. <laughs> it's your fault. You don't have the special blue light. <laughs> they just tell you, like, uh, initial here, initial here. What's this blank spot? Eh, just initial here. We'll fill it in later. Uh, initial here. Um, and then also they make each warrior kill a baby in the mar- yeah. in the market and then give, uh, somebody like a silver piece. The after owner. The, yeah, yeah. The owner a silver piece after you kill a little baby. 
Um, and I want to know what town is this where that can happen? Because <laughs> I never never no keep renting houses there. <laughs> wow, no, and nobody knows this. Like everybody's cool with this. It's just population control. You know, you don't want to have too many people because then you can't feed them all. It's, wow, it's just a bunch of angry uh, housewives that are just fed up with their kids. Like, you know what? You know what? You don't want to clean your room? Fuck it, we're going to the mall. <laughs> Why don't we take a little trip around the mall, all right? And then we'll see who's acting right. No, don't that, cry now. True. You weren't crying when you put the Cheerios on the floor. Don't cry. Get in the stroller. <laughs> they, they probably sent out secret pigeons like, you know, I'm pregnant soon. I really don't want this child. Uh, is this something we can make it disappear? Yeah. <laughs> I guess it is. So, and get paid for it. So, you know? Um, and also, man, what is it with the Khaleesi and going shopping? <laughs> like, she really does enjoy it. It's she, amazing. And, and she is like a solid forty uh, percent uh, getting assassinated uh, attempt. Yes. At when she goes shopping, like every that time she. My favorite scene of the episode. That was crazy. Oh, you, so you enjoyed the? Uh, uh, first of all, what kind of bug was that? It was like a scorpion. I don't know. It was it nice was and like colorful. Kind of, like mm-hmm. nice and colorful. It was like a scorpion with like emeralds in its back or something. It was. Yeah. And it was a beast too because like it came out of that little ball and went directly for her for her. Like, hey girl. Right. Bye. Like <laughs> it was like, mm, you. I came to kill your ass. I've been in this right. ball for weeks and uh oh. they chopped my nuts off long time ago. I'm ready to get some killing gun. I wanna know why her bodyguard has not had sex with her yet. He's a simp, man. Like why Jor is a simp. He's never gonna have sex with the Khaleesi. He's man. not. It's not it's not in the plans, dog. He in love with her. But he can never have her, and that's just his plot in life. So, because he could, he <laughs> obviously loves her. Because she did it. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yep. he, I mean, he just needed to yawn, stretch his arm out, and be like, ah. Oh, so, <laughs> you know, the oh, he just need to pull out some of the classics, and she is. Well, he needed, you know, my rule about the friend zone. He's definitely in it. <laughs> uh, you gotta pull your dick out, man. Now, look, it might not work, and you might end up going home. And never being able to talk again, but you at least have a final result. You know the answer for sure right there. I know a few people have hit me up and said, I tried it and it didn't work. I said, did y'all have sex? No. Then it did work. You're you're never going to fuck her. Ain't that the truth. You're in this friend zone and (laughs) you're in denial. The friend zone is relationship, uh, is relationship rejection denial. That's all it is. And you got to get it out your head. So pull your dick out, uh, Jorah. And uh, the Khaleesi's nope. going to say, get the fuck out of my room. And then you go, okay. <laughs> or, or, or get in good with the dragons. Because okay, <laughs> anytime you get in good with a woman's children, you, you in there. You in there. That's all he has to do. <laughs> so next week, he'll be taking the dragons to the movies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Teaching how to read. Just take, throw the ball in the park. All that good shit. He's going to be naming them and shit. Taking them to theme parks. Just call me daddy. You know, mm-hmm. like, like what, he in there then. He, and she's blind. I mean, she really, she's gullible. I mean, they intentionally made her blind on purpose. Okay. Well, I keep thinking she gets underestimated because she's smart as shit. And, um, yeah, but she figures shit out like it's like two episodes later. You like you just not catching on <laughs> that these she, niggas are dangerous. She's just so capable, man. Like she's not scared of anything, and uh, that's what I like about Daenerys the most. Um, mm-hmm. But shout out to uh, the new dude who I didn't catch his name, but the old man strength that is <laughs> that is, he displayed by killing that fucking thing and running after the little demon girl. Uh-huh. Like, he came down on it with that little knife. I like him. <laughs> 
Like he, he was like, I would like to serve my lady. I was like, mm-hmm. You welcome aboard, uh, old Sean Connery dude. You you are down with the crew. And another pimp move. You save her life. Yeah, you in there. You in there, dog. Yeah, I don't know if the old man could get some. And but. he made stalking not creepy because he was like, I've been following you for months. Wait, what? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> How you been? We didn't notice you. We didn't notice the man in the hood following us. Come on, Patrice. You know all women love a good stalker. Come on. Yeah, it's true. As soon as I saw him in the Jedi, he came through in the Jedi hood. And the music changed a little bit. I was like, ooh, that means something. Like, <laughs> I know what it meant, but, uh, I thought he was going to try to kill her, but he turned out to be a good guy. So, um, at least for now, who knows? It could be an elaborate plan or something, but, mm-hmm. you know, they always plotting on these, uh, treacherous white people shows, uh, TM, <laughs> TM Elon James. Um, but, uh, yeah, so we, um, so that was it. But my favorite, my favorite scene is, and I'm surprised nobody has picked this one. But it was Tywin Lannister dropping that ether on his son Tyrion, the imp. I watched that shit five times. I was a little disappointed. Oh, I, Tyrion came in that house, came in that office, and was like, "Look, man, I got fucked up. I saved the family. I saved the, the village. I, I'm not saved the town, uh, the kingdom." Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Joffrey, the king, was running like a little bitch, and I took an axe to the motherfucking face. You didn't even want to come visit a little nigga, and in the, in the, I was laid out with the axe to the face, and, and you didn't even stop by to say hey or nothing. Didn't send word. And he was like, uh, "Well, the, such a, the squire told me you were okay. It wasn't a mortal wound." I was like, "Damn, what an asshole!" And um, mm-hmm. Tyrion lays out his case, and obviously his dad is like, "Man, I don't give a fuck about none of this shit you talking about." It's not even that serious, right? <laughs> Like, he was like, uh, I gave you more power than you've ever had, uh, Tyrion. And, uh, what I find out, you fucking a prostitute again. Um, cause, you know, he, normally Tyrion don't love them hoes, but this time he, he obviously loves this Why one. do they care? Uh, cause they're high born, you know, and they're of a certain class. class yeah. So it's like he went. means a lot. Yeah, it's like he keep bringing these hood chicks home and, they in the one percent so it's like come on bro what do you you know can't come to the house high on cocaine with a crack whore talking about this my girl now like mm-hmm. we lannisters we don't play that shit so but i blame no, i blame the dad hooker, then you have a hooker you don't just have a hooker mm-hmm, mm-hmm. see just, i blame the dad though he never he never arranged a marriage for him right he never set him up with some other bitches so it's like well he um, didn't feel like he was worth it and a lot this shit explains so much because it does Terry, he went off of him yeah is yeah Tyrion was like laid out his case and you know Tyrion is like so fucking smart yep so it's like when he speaks i'm immediately like oh he's about to you know like he gave he served his sister earlier you know yep. she, she was like you're not half as cunning as you think you are he was like that i'm more cunning than i need to be <laughs> she was like, like mm, well what does he call him you're an ill-made spiteful little creature he, wow. yes oh. yep Oh, mm-hmm. okay. That's just my feelings. <laughs> I mean, he did kill They're his wife. Crushed. Like the <laughs> the Lannisters are cold blooded. Like I would watch. Now talking about spinoff shows, I would watch a spinoff show called Dinner with the Lannisters. <laughs> yeah, just like Major Holidays, just Thanksgiving with the Lannisters. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, just nothing but Ether. And then he had like that Maury moment. He was like, "Since I can't prove you're not my child, mm. endure your ass." Yes. So, 
<laughs> yes, straight fire the whole thing. I I I've never been so happy uh watching no. watching a, a show like this, man. Um You know what was hilarious too though mm-hmm. was when um her son um cuz you talk about the Lannisters, obviously the one with the king Joffrey. Yeah. When he um met his new wife and his mom were all at dinner and he was and the mom was like, "Yeah, he has his father's um spirit." And you know, I was like, not everyone can be as brave as his father was. Right, but his father is Jamie Lannister. Exactly. Yep. So, um, Jamie's a bitch. Uncle Daddy, <laughs> Uncle Daddy spirit. Yeah, like, but can you imagine dinner with the um with the Lannisters and there's like, where's Jamie? Well, he now where's before she, before she said that he did call her old and forgetful. So he was like, she an old liar. She she's getting uh, less less familiar with the truth as she gets older. And I was like, ooh, nigga. And then she was like, you a little coward, nigga. How about that? And I was like, oh shit. <laughs> all in front of your new, all in front of your new boo and everything, embarrassing you in front of company. Um, but yeah, Granddaddy Lannister stole the show. He didn't give a fuck about that head wound. Um, <laughs> that I thought he arranged. I thought he tried to get him killed because it was his army that came in and um, nah, that was him. uh, that was somebody that was already uh in the in the city that and uh the dude that attacked him was uh somebody uh that was uh, already in that battle before uh the Granddaddy Lannister showed up. But, oh, okay. um, so he uh, but yeah, like it was this moment though. Where he asked for, uh, I think it was Castle Rock or something like that is how you pronounce it. Yep. Mm-hmm. And his, yo, Granddaddy Lannister was sipping his drink and stopped mid sip, and I was like, uh oh. <laughs> like I heard, I heard that first that first beat of Ethan come in like. Dah, dah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I wish I could have fuck Flex drops. Made bombs. <laughs> I was like, this was supposed uh, to be an exhibition, man. He accused him of not possibly being his son. <laughs> then he set his life plan out for him. He was like, oh, uh, by the way, uh, if you handle this, then you might get some land. We'll set you up according to your name. Uh, we might, if you play that well, we might get you a position of some respect. If you play that well, we might get you a woman. That everybody can respect. And, uh, oh, one more thing. Uh, now go. Oh, let me think about that. One more thing. If I catch another hoe in your bed, I'm stringing her up. Have a nice night. And I was like, oh! Oh! <laughs> and, and, and Terry was speechless. He just got up and left like. He walked out mad. <laughs> He's like, well, I guess we're done here. He uh, walked out like Adam. Oh. It really was not his episode. Like, he was just getting up all ends. I, but I felt like it was setting us up for for his comeback and overthrow of something bigger. Well, he, you know, he, he's so. not done plotting. But his dad said, "You are an ill-made, spiteful cre- little creature, full of envy, lust, and low cunning." Low cunning, which is the worst <laughs> insult you can give at that that point in time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like he, he, it was a backhanded compliment. Like, oh, you cunning, but it's low. <laughs> it's not. It's not what you think. He told that dude, "Go now, man." I don't think I've ever, man. I don't know if I've ever rewound, rewound a speech of just talking before like this. <laughs> I was like, I need to see that one more time. Uh, let me see. Yep, he, he's yep. That's where his soul hit the ground, mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> that's where his pride left the room. Bye, pride. It, went, it didn't even stay. It didn't want to watch. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I'll throw in some. I throw in some little things before we wrap it up. Uh, Littlefinger was talking to Sansa uh, about helping her escape. Nope, some bad gonna happen there. 
that's gonna be a trick. Well, we always talking about helping Santa escape. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, Santa just needs to accept what's going on. It's job. Just yeah. let it go, bro. <laughs> just be glad Jeffrey ain't putting none of that wood stuff to you. And yeah, just... let Shay teach you how to, you know, be, be high cunning. And, <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> and, <laughs> and let it go. You're not going home. She need to be asking Shay about some of them prostitute tricks. Exactly. Uh, right now, so she can just tame Jeffrey's ass, Joffrey's ass, because uh, her plan of escaping is not gonna work out. None of the uh, none of none of the plans that the Starks have of escaping ever seem to work quite work right work out right. <laughs> so she might want to learn some tricks in that bedroom. Um, yeah, so far only Sansa. So far only Sansa has been the one to escape and make things happen. Yeah, um, and the other thing I'll bring up is stuff that I we didn't get to see in this episode that I want to be caught up on. I want to know what's going on with uh, Jamie Lannister and uh, Brienne of Tarth, uh, that big ass like yep. WNBA chick. Yes, I, I like. Where are they? Yeah, yeah. They, to me, they're like an odd. Uh, they're like a cop buddy action flick. They're uh, like Mel Gibson and uh, Danny Glover. <laughs> yes, <laughs> like I like watching them like just walk through the woods, run up on people, and then Brienne had to kill people. <laughs> like I just like that shit. It's just. What the fuck are y'all doing here? And then it's like, oh, she's gonna have to kill him. Like, and, I, I could watch that shit and, all day. And that's the gift and the curse of these HBO series, and in particular Game of Thrones. It's like by the time you're caught up on everything, and like they they got you hooked. Oh, season finale! You're yeah. like, what the fuck? What? Yeah. Oh, they, episodes. They did have a bit about Jon Snow joining the Wildlings or whatever. Yeah, he's still with the Wildlings. Yeah, he just want to fuck that girl. So hopefully he can he lose. His, he can lose but his she chair. Like she has like medieval video <laughs> or something. She's not clean. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, she she she, she talk about that freedom a little too much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like we free. Too free. You're I too mean, she just know how to pop it. I mean, what? <laughs> John ain't ready for that. He's gonna be okay. so turned out. <laughs> he's gonna be dressing John, in gray. He's gonna be washing her drawers on the rocks. <laughs> Running up on giants and challenging them after that. Yeah. <laughs> Son, did you Patrice, you saw that, right? That big ass giant yeah. from nowhere. I was like, come on, I love this show. John Snow's face looked like Ice Cube and Anaconda. He was, like, <laughs> he was like, they got snakes out there this big? Cause that's exactly, he was like, god damn, y'all got giants? What the fuck? And, like, how we gonna win? Attitude. He looked right at John, like, can I help you? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he blew out a little smoke through his mouth, like, come on, bro. Don't look at me too hard. I don't wanna have to do anything. I know John realized then, I'm on the wrong team yeah he's like shit why was i with these uh dudes that don't fuck and live in the snow like this is a bad plan altogether. um uh also i need to get caught up on theon uh Greyjoy. uh last time we saw him he delivered one of the best uh ray lewis halftime speeches of all time (laughs) (laughs) and then then immediately got his ass knocked the fuck out and carried back home (laughs) So I need more of him. <laughs> that dude is just—he gets bitched out so much every show, man. Like I, I love laughing at him. It's really like watching an episode of Girls for me, where I, I don't root for him. I just root for all the bad things to happen to him. His sister's more tougher than him. His father doesn't like him. Uh, the family he did grow up with doesn't respect him, and he betrayed him. Like, oh, what? A, I just want to see him so bad. So. Uh, hopefully we get more of him uh next uh next episode um and that was i think that's about it oh we didn't get to see the hound no. um 
I missed the hound, but we didn't get to see Arya really, so I don't. I understand that those two are together. Oh yeah, so I need to see them too. Arya and the yeah. hound, I need to see them. So hopefully next episode we switch focus a little bit. Well, no, see, yeah. I thought the hound was supposed to help um help the one girl escape, but she was on the on the pier. Uh, that nah, Sa- Sansa, uh, no, the hound, the hound always, uh, the hound always offers a hand to Sansa and then says something so fucked up that she can't take it. Cause she'll be like, he'll be like, <laughs> you know, I, I can help you to escape. And then she's like, okay, cool. Well, I thank you for killing those people. He's like, no, don't thank me for killing. I love killing people. It's like, oh, Come on, man, too far, too far. Yeah, it's like, oh, <laughs> I don't know if I want to, I want to ride with you. Like, I'll take the other car. <laughs> um, so yeah, and I, I don't really care much about the little brand Stark, the little, the little baby Stark, but I, I guess, no. I guess, I think, uh, uh, next season, give him, give him time. There's no action with him. There's nothing to do with him right now. Yeah. It's a lot of window. That's all we got. <laughs> yep. And I, I'm cool with his, uh, I'm cool with his little protector, Osha. The, yeah. The, like she is real gangster. The one, like she helped them escape. She was like, uh, "Y'all really want to escape?" Just like, "Yeah." She's like, "All right, I'll be right back." She's like, "Hey, man, anybody want a blowjob?" Snap, snap, cut people up. <laughs> Everybody, left. I, I like her. She seems like she'll do anything. Um, I have friends like that. She do. She she <laughs> fuck friends like that. They're like, we getting in this club, girl. She Don't fuck worry for about her it. friends and everything. No matter what. I like, mean, she <laughs> fucked for her friends and everything. Think about it. She fucked your boy. And was like, yeah, I'm gonna give him some of this pussy. Put him to sleep. Mm-hmm. Then we escaping. <laughs> we do what we need to do. I like, like OSHA. If you leave the house with OSHA, you can say, "Look, I only got twenty dollars. I don't know what <laughs> we." Twenty. No, she, twenty. That's <laughs> put. She'd be like, "Put your money, money back. back. Put your money back. Put your money away." You be like, "How we, how we get to the penthouse? We getting in, in, Don't worry, we getting in this club. We got the drinks. Don't worry about. It. We getting a taxi. You like? You we don't have money. Don't worry about that. Don't worry yeah. about that." You just want to ask you for anything, right? <laughs> Get insulted when you try to pay up. Like, here's twenty. Put your money back. What, what are you doing? You embarrassing us. Um, but yeah, that that was uh, them Thrones for this week, man. And uh, like I said, we're gonna try to make this a weekly segment, and uh, we'll try to have Patrice back. But um, you know, anybody, well, obviously, we'll throw some uh, invites to other people and stuff if, if, if Patrice can't make it. But we're mm-hmm. gonna. Um, Definitely try to keep this going because uh, I love talking them Thrones and I don't get to talk to Patrice enough. So no, we uh, don't. I love it. Uh, so we thank you very much, Patrice. Thank you, Patrice. Um, everybody, Thanks go for to you guys. No problem. Nice to meet you, Patrice. Nice to meet you too. Everybody, go to hellandheartaches dot com. Everybody, yes. uh, follow Patrice on Twitter if you're not already. Mm-hmm. I put her in the show notes. It's at Patrice C. And mm-hmm. uh, she's very funny and yeah, um, she's a great follow. Yeah. So thank you. Thank you very much, Patrice. We'll talk to you to you uh, hopefully next week. Yes, thank you guys. Talk to you soon. Have yeah. a good one, sweetie. Peace. You too, bye. Love that woman. Yeah. Her, her voice is sexy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Yo, I wanted to share date a man with felonies. Uh, I don't know. I, and no I job. My, and I no missed job. my opportunity. You should have asked. Uh, <laughs> I didn't want to seem too thirsty. So this is the blackgowtips dot com. Well, you reel them in. You reel them in, and then you, then you set the trap. You know. Uh, mm-hmm. That's how you do. I'm gonna DM her. That's fine. there you go. <laughs> she might follow you back. Um, but yeah, it's the Blackout Test Podcast. Go to blackouttest.com. Click on shit. Uh, the about section is a contact information. Vote in the polls. Leave comments. Stuff like that. Easy way to uh, be associated with the show. We appreciate everybody that does do that. Uh, you can also watch live shows right from the blackouttest.com. Uh, we have a spreecast. Uh, you know, little thing at the top of the screen all the time so anytime we're broadcasting live if you're like where do i go to find the show the blackout com, 
you don't have to go find a specific recast link anymore. Um, uh, you can donate to the show, subscribe, hit the store, Tumblr, all this stuff. Uh, thank you. Do it or you're a racist. Official weapon of the show. <laughs> the official weapon of the show is the taser. An unofficial sport is bullet ball. And bullet ball extreme. And today's podcast is brought to you by Rod and Karen's fine work in Shadow Dog Productions audio plays. Now, when you go to our special audio page, which is the Blackout Tips, I mean ShadowDogProductions.com slash TBGWT. Uh, you can purchase all six of our audio plays for only $4. Just click on TBGWT pack link and buy all six audio plays at once for the insanely low price of just four bucks. That includes Hate Puppy, Fire My Ass, Fries, Die On, Directing Shit, and Drive Through. Okay? And Fire My Ass came true. So you definitely want to hear that <laughs> one. Because that's what happened. Uh, yep. <laughs> Dexter can write the future. Now I need, <laughs> to, need to write one while I win the lottery. Uh, that would be nice. Yes. Uh, check it out on Rod and Karen's special page, shadowdollarproductions.com slash tbgwt.html. It's already up on the site, uh, so go check it out. Um, and, of course, we also have another sponsor, a sexier sponsor, uh, where I have to find. Sexy, sexy. Sexy now. is always good. Yeah, I got to find some sexy music, though. I don't think I got any. Uh, uh, chicken wow wow. Uh, so yeah. definitely, he got some of that music in there. Some 1970 <laughs> porn music. That's the best know. kind of um, porn music. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I like old school porn, man. Doing the new porn is a little too, a little too much sometimes, man. You know, you gotta take it back. Uh, fellas and ladies, are you looking to spice things up in the bedroom? Well, you should because that is what people like. Have you been fantasizing about surprising your lover with an adventurous new toy or adult movie? Hmm? Maybe a toy that goes in one of the outholes? Well, here is an oh, offer. <laughs> Here's an offer you won't be able to resist. Go to adamandeve.com for a limited time only. You get 50% off of just about any item. I used the code last week. But that's not all. You also get three free adult DVDs for a little inspiration. Plus a free extra gift so central... Can't even mention it on the radio. And to top it all off, they even throw in free shipping on your entire order. They are not joking. Just go to adamandeve.com today and put in TBGWT when it, come, when it comes to the time to check out. Just look at the offer code box, put in TBGWT. 50% off of one item, free shipping, free extra gift, free DVDs, TBGWT at adamandeve.com. Take care of yourself, people. Because nobody else is going to. No, and your toy's never too close to love me. I wish I could get it closer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, <laughs> toy's so good, make you yell out, oh, Adam. Oh, Adam. And oh, Eve. Oh, Eve. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, man. We, uh, we, we have stuff to talk about. Um, first thing I want to talk about is um, Roger Ebert dead, y'all. The movie critic dude? Yeah, Roger Ebert gone. Tyler My Perry nigga dead. Ain't, ain't he the? Ain't he like the only half that was living in the first? Didn't with like uh, what was it? Uh, I forgot. It was like a duo, him and another dude. Yeah, it was yep. Cisco and Ebert. But Cisco died years ago, didn't he? Uh, I don't know. I okay. think so. But yeah, Roger Ebert is dead. Um, I'm pretty sure the cause of death is seeing um, Tyler Perry's Temptation. Yep. Uh, uh, from my understanding, the movie was really even worse than uh, regular Tyler Perry movies. 
and uh after that he was just not able to sustain like his want to live anymore like he was laying in the bed and just trying to live and it just they said they couldn't scientifically prove what was wrong with him but he just lost his ability to want to live because of seeing this movie possibly so Mm -hmm. um and that is a fact you can look it up um fact (laughs) fact um twitter logic (laughs) But uh, it's funny, though, because a lot of people were so distraught about it. But I was like, I didn't like his reviews. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, does that make me an asshole? I'm not going to bring it up on Twitter, but eh, I didn't agree with him most of the time. I saw him give some. I used to always think that Cisco and Eber, the problem I had with them is I know their heart is in a good place. But it's kind of like that liberal guilt thing where they used to give black movies a good review. Just because they were black? Yeah, like, mm-hmm. like. well, obviously, I just don't understand the intricacies of soul food. But, you know, from what I hear in the black community, soul food is a big thing. And that's why this movie gets four out of four stars. I'll be like, mm-mm, nigga, this movie is terrible. <laughs> Don't be trying to, don't be trying to, don't be trying to make me make you feel better. Them yeah. bad. Lowering our standards because we black and shit. Nah. Ice, Ice Cube deserves an Oscar <laughs> in Boys in the Hood. Did you see the way he wore that Jerry curl? It was magnificent. I understand the Jerry curl is uh, above reproach in the black community, and uh, I definitely do not want to say anything bad about that. So, four out of four stars for uh, Ice Cube. <laughs> four and, four stars. Uh, especially, yes. I, I really thought that. Uh, MC8 did such a great job. Oh, uh, Lord. When he delivered the line, wake yo punk ass up. I <laughs> had visions of Sidney Poitier in my head. So, um, but yeah, I always, I always didn't agree with them. So well, the other problem I have with it is, is, you know, I saw on Twitter people would, like, they would like real tears and all this other bullshit. And I'm yeah. like, so when was the last time you really read a movie review? I haven't in a long time because I'm kind of a Roderick. A lot of, a lot of what they say I don't agree with. A lot of movies I love. They're like, this is the bullshit. And I'm like, fuck you. You don't know good movies. Yeah. I didn't come here to praise Roger Ebert. I came here to bury him. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, but, um, now nah, the thing, the thing is too, um, now I feel like a lot of people don't even read movie reviews that much. Mm-mm. Most people just see the scores and you look at the score for like Rotten Tomato and yep. stuff like that. That's, what, that's how people determine if they're going to watch a movie or not now. Yeah, that's what, normally what you hear people quote. You don't even really hear people quote like, and then this passage from this review, you know, uh, I just think it's the, that most people, uh, you know, just, just go Rotten Tomato Gators 65%. I'm going to see it or not see it, you know? And and the thing, I think you, to me, I think you have to be of a certain generation to even know who the hell he is. Mm-hmm. You know, it's almost like our generation almost grew up with him the pre-internet, pre-all pre that stuff. So it was like, they were like, if you wanted to see it, you had to go there. And, you know, it was like, as people began to use other platforms to find out this information, they became irrelevant. I think black people used his opinion on white people movies to decide if they wanted to go see a white movie. Yeah. Um, but for well, me, no. yeah, I decided I I look at it first online, the whole movie, and then I'm like, you know what, this movie was good enough to actually go see in the theater. Let's go to the theater. Yeah, most of the time when I see like a uh, uh, a quote or whatever, like mo- this is how I judge most movie critics, right? Maybe it's fair, maybe it's not fair. But if you're a movie critic, I go a lot by what you think of black movies, not because I go see a lot of black movies. 
uh, it's not even that i think there's a lot of bad black movies yes it is and mm-hmm. if you're too um afraid. afraid to say a movie is bad, bad and why it's bad because you know or you don't even black, cover certain movies yeah then or, or yeah or you refuse to acknowledge black movies yes then i don't really feel like uh your criticism is worth my time no and i don't feel like you're a real movie critic yeah. because if you a movie critic you need to talk about all movies from all backgrounds all genres and and everything like that and if you're just doing like a lot of the mainstream big budget movies you're not really a well a lot of times the negativity that like i feel like a lot of negativity that came from uh people who were upset about django comes from the fact that regular other black movies don't really get any reviews or critical praise or anything like Mm -hmm. even consideration so there's a backlash there where they're like oh so quentin tarantino makes a movie about black people and slavery and now it's a tour de force that it needs to be da 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 even though it's kind of you know any you know some some satirical non-historical bullshit uh apparently that gets serious consideration for a fucking oscar even but you know the movies that we think you know uh should get looked at uh, aren't, aren't really giving much critical acclaim or consideration. And I think there was a backlash from that. Now, I'm not saying I agree with that, but I think when you, like, some of the anger towards Django is unwarranted because it's just people going, oh, so you can review this one, but not, you know, all these other black movies that come out? Okay. Yeah, because when Denzel stood up and said, King Kong ain't got nothing on me, in training day, I was just like, I'm, I'm there with you. He brought me to tears. Yeah. yeah. I was there with him. And uh, Tyler Perry finally broke people, man, because uh, they finally saying these movies suck. So about time. Yeah, I mean, but uh, to me, I'm just looking at people like, so why this one? You know, I me mean? like, what's the this other? This must been really like, like this must <laughs> like been above his normal terribleness in movies. I think the thing of it is, is that people is actually expected this movie to be good. Hmm. Like, ah. like people really? are like, yeah. Well, why would they with his track record? Because they, they they felt like it wasn't a Medea movie. It wasn't something of that aspect. Like this is a movie that's oh right. Well, he did Alex Cross, which was terrible. He's done. He's done. Why did I get married? One and two. Um, he's done the family that prays. He's done movies that. Right, well, those are like comedies. Don't have Medea in them. Well, those are like comedies, and him acting, we know he can't act. So right. this is a movie that is not about him. It's not a comedy. It's something that's serious. And they're like, oh, okay, this is going to be a, a good movie. Yeah. yeah and and then they were like, well, wait. Oh, Tyler Perry's name is it? By the way, I'm not mad at Tyler Perry. Hmm. And I, for the record, I want people to know, I think of him the way I think of Adam Sandler. I wouldn't go see one of his movies. Yeah, I, I, I finally got into that to that point. It's one of those things where uh, Tyler Perry doesn't collaborate with anybody, and you know most people that are good writers they collaborate with other people to get ideas and think that he's like me and me only. You know that uh, unless you have a super 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 creative mind, that's very very hard to do. Well, you know the thing is he shouldn't have to. You know, is 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 is. He built everything from the ground up. True. You know, a lot I mean, of, I'm not knocking that, but no, no, no. I'm, I'm not even talking about you right now. Um, I think a lot of people criticize him as uh, he doesn't work with other people, and that's one of the problems they have with him. And I just want to go on record as I have no problem with that. Like he's just he works, he does everything on his own, 
and this shit is terrible but he has made a lot of money doing it that way now that's true now. i don't know why he would change that like that's people are true like, too now why doesn't he put anybody else on probably because he's a control freak mm-hmm. you know he doesn't want anyone else doing anything under his name even his failures are his own and i identify with that true i'd rather true. fail on my own that- doing something the way i would like to do it and being comfortable with the chances i took then uh, completely relent to a bunch of critics or, or what someone else thinks I should be doing. And um, the and even the success is not really my own. I didn't learn anything. I just followed what they told me to do, you know. Um, so I, I identify with that in him. I just think he's not good at what he does. I think the other reason, too, is Oprah co-signed him. And so that's another reason he feels like he was like, Oprah co-signed me, bitch. Like, I don't have to work with you. That's got, a good point. I got Oprah in my pocket. He did tweet the next, like, the next day that all these bad reviews came out. He did tweet a picture of uh, Medea standing next to Oprah. So, yeah, there so, you go. And Oprah was dressed in her costume from Color Purple. <laughs> so. <laughs> oh, Harpo. Oh, <laughs> you know Harpo to beat me. Yep. If he'd have got, if Harpo would have checked her like he needed to a long time ago, I mean, we wouldn't be dealing with Oprah today. Uh, Thank you, Harpo. Thank you. Yeah, appreciate it, Harpo. You know, should have took that advice. Uh, Another thing that that happened, um, there's been a lot of uh, flap around this uh, coach for Rutgers, basketball coach, um, who uh, got fired finally. Uh, like I think yesterday he finally got let go. Yep. Uh, which is amazing to me because, well, I shouldn't even pretend to be surprised, but it's, it's just the willful ignorance of the average, uh, sports fan or average, like, college and how fucked up things are. Like, Chris Rock said that, uh, college sports was like slavery. And people got all up in this shit about, well, you shouldn't be using, you can't be using slavery when you talk about college sports. I mean, it's, you know, you can't, uh, you you got them boys getting the education. You got them boys working over a hundred some hours a week, flying all across the country, working more than an, an, uh, an adult that's getting paid 40 hours a week. You got them working, going to school, doing a bunch of bullshit. And they're not making a dime. Everybody, everybody around them is making money off of their likeness. Everybody, from the video game developers to the school to the DA to the coaches, not the DA to the, I mean, the, the AD. Uh, AD, I'm sorry, and the coaches. Um, everybody's making money off of them. NCAA make billions of dollars off these boys. And if I take my jersey and sign it and give it to somebody. I got to give it to them, one, for free, and B, they can sell my shit and, and make money off my shit, but I can't Forever. get it. But I can't get a cut of that profit. And even even where, they're making money off t-shirts about him. Colleges are, and yeah, he just broke his leg, but colleges are actively also fighting uh, a court battle with players who, who are like, you guys are using our likenesses in video games for pre- in perpetuity, like forever. You guys yes. are... Using our likenesses and all these promos for your stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm a grown ass adult now. Yes. Uh, I should be able to make profit off of the fact that, you know, every time you go show a clip of the upcoming game, you have to show what Christian Leitner did and Christian mm-hmm. Leitner can't make a dime off of that. A dime. So, um, he, you know, and I, and I, and I think, um, and it was Ohio State that said, 
well if this happens if the the ncaa loses this lawsuit and we have to split any revenue with these ch- with these players these slaves we we will go back to amateur completely amateur athletics where you just you're an actual full-time student and you don't get a scholarship and we just put you on there and we'll just have terrible sports like and you know what and, and the thing is Nope. Ohio State's full of shit. They won't do that. Oh no, they they won't. They they're they're, they're just talking. Yeah. All that is just talk. It's too much. You money would not cut states. off a billion dollars for to spite your face. You know. No, no, you wouldn't. It, to me, it's too much money at hand. You have boosters involved. You have foundations involved. TV contracts. Have, yeah, TV contracts. You have. It's too much money in the pot. And a lot of this, like you said, it's almost that slave mentality. It's like they want to scare you from being free. You know what I'm saying? It's like they want to scare you back in the corner so you can go, yes, master, I do this. And me and Roger talking yesterday, and I told him it wouldn't be surprising if other coaches might not be as severe as him, but cuss their players out, treat their players wrong, do the exact same thing. Number one, it happened not to be caught on tape. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, there's already other presidents of of coaches forgetting that they in front of the camera and doing shit in huddles um, right. during timeouts and shit like that. So I can imagine at practice when a player fuck up what they really doing. So uh, Chris Rock says this uh, on his Facebook page. So I'm watching the Kansas North Carolina game on TV and I noticed there are nine black players and one white player. By the way, the white player is amazing. Anyway, I look in the stands and everybody is white. So, and by the way, this is exactly what this was when I was like, yeah, I don't know if I can do college football anymore. Um, like when I had this exact same realization where I'm just like, oh, this, yeah. this feels morally reprehensible that you're keeping the kids on the court away from money. But um, since it's known that college sports is big money, one could come to the conclusion that the nine black and one white player are playing to put one thousand one hundred thousand white kids through college. I know no one is getting whipped or beaten, but economically, college sports are no different than slavery. I know a lot of black intellectuals will say we can do so much more than play ball, and we can. But that doesn't mean we shouldn't reap the benefits from sports. White kids that go to Syracuse and Georgetown do. These kids should be paid and allowed to get an education for themselves and their families for the rest of their lives. Black people not making money from college sports is like Arabs not making money from oil. Insane. We have our reparations lottery ticket right in our pocket and we're not smart enough to cash it in. Um, but, uh, I, I feel like, uh, that last sentence, I don't agree with it, but I feel <laughs> like, uh, the, 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 I, the gist of his argument, uh, makes sense to me because you're setting, they're using these kids to set up uh generations of wealth for other kids and mm-hmm. you know i don't think you can deny the racial divide because the sports that make money are basketball and football mostly football and when you look at like stuff like title nine these other sports wouldn't even exist if it wasn't for football like without football you don't have lacrosse which is a mostly white sport you don't have tennis mostly white sport you don't have golf mostly white sport you don't have Softball. rowing yeah you like there's just too many other sports where uh, people have to get scholarships because it's just legally a requirement. Like you give this many scholarships to a football team, you got to start giving scholarships other places. There's a lot of people who no one's going to come pay to watch them do what they do, but they have to get a free ride, quote unquote, to college, you know? And even those people are still athletes. And I would argue yes, that they are athletes. what they do is typically time consuming yes, and is. more difficult than being just a regular student athlete. Yes. I mean, regular uh, student, student anyway. And, and the thing about it is that 
uh, in college, if you're an athlete, you, you break your body down, you're constantly in practice, you, like you say, you, you're not a regular student, you, you're, you're up before the crack of dawn, your classes are scheduled at a certain time, your lunches and, and dinners are scheduled at a certain time, you have, uh, after, after all your classes in, you have, what is it, uh, uh tutorial hall. time, study, yeah, hall. study hall at a certain time, you have curfew, and all this shit, and, and the thing about it is that, you know, you talk about the uh, student athlete, but you know what? Some of these student athletes travel further across the country in the month of March than some of us do in the fucking whole year. Yeah, you know, I remember even um, playing sports is that you would get like an hour study time. Mm-hmm. No, it used to be like thirty minutes study time, but an hour and a half of practice. Like, there's clearly it's yeah. clearly saying that practice for your sport is more important. Not than to your, mention than it, your studies. Not to mention there was a controversy a couple of years ago where a coach got fired from Michigan and. The accusation was, hey, um, you are over practicing your kids above NCAA limits, which, you know, maybe we say you can practice 20 hours, you're practicing 40. And he, they, and every, to a man, almost every analyst that covered the topic said, oh no, that is routine. Like, I don't know what these kids are complaining about. That's just part of the, part of sports. We practice way more than we are allowed to. And I'm like, when are you supposed to be a student? You you, you know, don't, you and don't as long have as you time. keep as long as you keep the average uh, college student uh, dumb and okay. the average sports fan feeling jealous. As long as you can keep those things going, you'll always have a public that is comprised of people that are meat peeping and just want to see these guys. Uh, you know, almost punished for being. It's like, well, well, you, you, you probably don't have to go to class anyway. It's like, well, when would I have time? Like, literally, all they want me to be a professional athlete at a, on an amateur level. So and e- not pay me. So right. even excluding that, you forget also. You know, school going to college also is you learn social skills and you you build relationships and things like that 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 the regular student gets to do. Whereas the athlete really can only build that camaraderie and do things with people on his team. You might even like those guys on your team. That's another thing that's a big myth is that, well, the college guys, where are they going to learn the social skills that you need in life? If you don't go to college, Um, one, you'll learn them in life like everybody else does. I think that's true. But but two, college athletes aren't treated like regular students. So No, they are not. If they show up to a party, like, uh, who is it? Um, Johnny Football can't even go to fucking class. He's too yep. popular. He is too popular to go to class. How is that a necessary experience? And how is that going to humble him and prepare him for regular life? It's not. So why do we keep throwing that myth out there to keep these guys from getting paid? Like we should just pay him like normal fucking uh, people that do a job because they're doing a job that is making billions of dollars uh, at yes, this point. And my, and- no, I was gonna say they. I, you know, also what I was saying is that they're also held to a higher standard, so they're already at work yeah. because if they do an interview, they have to make sure they say the right thing for the university yeah. for themselves. I saw an article about Johnny Football where a guy was going in on him for going to the beach, sitting courtside at a at a sports event, and like something else. Like, really, the motherfucker can't be a kid. Like, he literally can't be a kid because no. he won the Heisman. Like, the guy was like, no. Heisman winners have to have a higher moral standard. It's like, what's immoral about going to a fucking game? What's immoral about going to the beach? Like, what? You, you can't do that? Like, you can't have fun? Like, the, the, the image you want to send is that Heisman winners don't do anything 
that would be consistent with being a a, a kid at that age? Like, get the fuck and, out and, of here. And, and, and I think for me, the the biggest issue that I, I, I guess the biggest issue that I have just with the the whole scenario and setup is that when it comes to a lot of the things that they have to deal with, like, and I didn't they, they didn't think about that. Like you said, Justin, you are, you are almost an employee employee of the university because every time you ESPN is in your face, that camera's on, you got to talk. You go, you know, they're having a final four. When you go on good morning, America, when you go on, you know, all these daily shows with your coach, guess what? You have to be presented in a certain way. You have to talk a certain way. And it's one of those things where, Literally, the time and and the training and all that stuff you go through, it is you should be paid and compensated for that. And I think that there's nothing wrong with paying all student athletes. Yeah. But but a lot of people wouldn't agree with that. But because but my thing is this: regardless of how much money your parents make, every student athlete should get paid, regardless if your parents make a hundred million dollars or 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 if you're there. do scholarships or, or however your background is because to me it's sad when you have the university making millions of dollars but you have student athletes and you tell them they can't work because you know or they can't get so many hours worth yeah, of work. Yeah, you can't even get a you, gift. No, you your can't, family can't buy you no, certain shit. No, but yet you won't give them money so you're sitting there you can't even buy a pizza Yeah, because you don't have any and money. Well, the thing is though it's not even about buying a pizza. Like it's not I'm not even crying poor for these kids. No, I'm not either. I'm just not, saying. But when you kind of imply like well you can't buy a pizza you can't do like there's a lot of people that use that argument like well they can't even do this it's not even about that i made you billions of dollars what's my fucking money is what it's about Ain't like it's true. not about me being living in the project i don't need to be eating roaches. What my cut yeah like i don't need yeah. to be eating roaches to deserve to get paid like yeah you know it, it just i just want to clarify that not saying you know that's where you where you but, ended yeah but, 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 but i know I, a lot of people I, yeah, run to that make, where it's like they come from, and that's and that's why I was saying it, it doesn't matter because how much money you know you come from and things like that. And I think the the biggest hypocrite is the NCAA. And the reason why I said it is because it's amazing how everybody under the NCAA needs these same rules about not being able to go pro. You know, it's funny how you can be pro in golf, you can be pro in tennis, you can be pro in baseball, hockey, yeah, hockey, and, and, and in some of these sports you can even put your name in the draft, except go for, into the draft, except for the ones that make money, and, and you can even which are basketball and football you those can, are the only two you can opt out and come back to school that's the problem that i have if we're going to be at student athletes these rules and regulations that you have need to go across all the sports and why if you do that everybody will be wanting to get fucking paid well they do so, go across all the sports it's just no 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 they don't but the reason why i said that's because how can you go pro in other sports and not be punished well that's more of the 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 nfl and the nba that that works with the, um colleges to impose these rules yeah see but, that's but, the but, other but, thing but, but, but that's that's the other thing too that uh i just don't believe no, or I'm, trust when mm-hmm, people because no. a lot of people mm-hmm. like i think justin said it right when he said they work with them because a lot yeah, of people, they do work with them now right uh well a lot of people do is they'll make this argument of like well look the nfl and the nba are protecting themselves by having these kids go to college and they don't care about the ncaa and i don't believe that they have a working uh relationship relationship with Mm -hmm. these and that's why college football is on saturday nfl is on sunday Sunday. and it doesn't change until it's time for uh them to take that month off of bowls and then nfl games start coming on saturday it's the reason that uh, you don't have NBA games competing with the uh, tournament. This Sunday, no NBA games on the ABC all-day tournament. Like, you can't tell me 
that the shit is just not a, a relationship at this point even if it's just an understanding of this is the best free promotion we're ever gonna get for people coming into the nba the mm-hmm. NBA suffered for a bunch of years when guys were going straight pro out of high school because people were like, who is Kobe Bryant? So Kobe Bryant goes 13th in the NBA draft, you know, to the Hornets and is traded to the Lakers. And I'll never forgive George Shea for that. But Me either. But the point being, mm-hmm. that only happened because if he, he didn't go to college and we weren't allowed to see him for free. For a year, if we would have saw him for free for a year, he'd probably been the number one, two pick in the draft. Because we would have been like, oh, this kid's amazing. He's just like Michael Jordan. You know, but that's that's what happens. Um, but let me play this because a lot of people don't understand. Uh, they might not even know what we're talking about. Uh, Mike Rice is the Rutgers basketball coach that berated his kids, threw basketballs at them, grabbed a couple by the neck, called them fairies and fucking faggots and Kicking stuff like that. Kicking people and shit like that. Yeah, so uh, let's let's check out this article. Um, why is my sound not working? Okay, let me just work on my volume real quick. Uh, <laughs> the other thing is, too, say one of those athletes retaliates mm-hmm. against this coach. They'd have made that athlete look like, like, oh, he's just terrible. The athlete is out of control. Yeah. What is he doing? This and what's wrong with the schools? Yeah, yeah. That's, that's what I was telling Roderick about. It's, 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 it's amazing uh, that if, like you said, if anybody, any one of them would have laid a hand or did anything, this would have been a completely different story and the coach would have been a hero. Yeah, we wouldn't even and be talking about him. Oh, yeah. no. Here we go. Delivering searing proof that people can be bullied at any age. A basketball coach from Rutgers University caught on tape attacking his college players, some of them scholarship kids, some of them apparently enduring it for years. Today, that coach was fired, and he spoke out about what everyone can now see, thanks to an ESPN investigation, and ABC's Gio Benitez has the latest tonight. Watch as Rutgers head basketball coach Mike Rice rages at his players, grabbing them, kicking them, even firing a basketball at one player's head. If that isn't enough, there's the verbal abuse, the anti-gay slurs. Today, less than 24 hours after ABC's sister network ESPN aired that video, Rice was out, fired by Rutgers. This morning, Rice apologized. I've let so many people down. My players, my administration, Rutgers University, the fans. My family, who's sitting in their house just huddled around because of the fact that their father is an, was an embarrassment to them. The fact is, Rutgers knew about Rice's behavior and that tape months ago. They briefly suspended him and sent him to anger management, but they didn't fire him until the tapes became public. What it says about college sports is that it takes the media to police them and to make sure they're clean. And that, that's a very sad thought, that these athletic directors and these coaches don't understand that they're, they're leading young people. Today, the university's athletic director also apologized, saying, I was wrong. Moving forward, I will work to regain the trust of the Rutgers community. You need but to be remember, fired, this too. This is the same school that vowed to crack down on bullying in 2010, when a gay student committed suicide after being tormented by his roommate. And today, parents of the players say their trust has been betrayed. Stacy Williams's son, Austin Johnson, just finished his senior season on the team. I think I might have failed him because if I had known the gravity of the situation, I think I would have more strongly counseled him to leave when he began to become uncomfortable. 
Gio, thanks for that. But let me first of all, let me say this: Stacy Williams' hair, impeccable. I see you, black woman. I ask you, did the players ever think of getting together and taking action on their own? No. Uh, well, you know what, Diane? Some of them actually were afraid of losing those scholarships. That's that they right. Had. They thought that if they complained, they would actually lose them. And that mother tells me that many just felt this was part of the basketball culture, that they should just stand tough. Exactly. Yeah. The, the, there's stated three. Several problems with this. Number one, the university knew about this months ago. And all you do is suspend him. Yeah. Well, and the reason the players didn't band together is because the original whistleblower, the person who he most recently lost it. did, but like, you know, hey, this is not right, blah, blah, blah. He was assistant coach. He lost his job. Yeah. So they're like, well, he lost his job. They're definitely just going to kick us out of school. And, and my thing is no protection for the athletes. There's nothing to protect an athlete. If the athlete comes out and says something, there's nothing to protect that athlete from losing scholarships, getting kicked off the team. There's nothing to protect you other and you have to turn around and do a lawsuit. That's the only that thing that protects you. It's designed to keep these kids from feeling empowered. So it, they won't ban up. Like you like there's this, you know, doubles this is like double talk coming from the media where it's like, well, why didn't the kids say something? Because when kids do say something, they get vilified. Five. Yes, they do. For free. You know, like they're not making any money and they end up getting vilified in college. You know, every time a kid gets over there's always some type of like, well, how the fuck did you get your hands on that money? You know? Um, so, yeah, they, they definitely were put in a position where they felt like I should just shut the fuck up and let this dude berate me, hit me with basketballs, uh, attack me physically uh, because it's part of sports culture. You got to be a war- warrior. You got to fall in line. You're a soldier. And, you know, you don't it never would cross your mind that I have rights as a human being and this is assault. I really wonder how many people transferred and or just quit basketball all the all the way around. Because I'm sure, and then it makes me think about guys that you meet and you be like, he used to play college ball and he was like, oh, my heart just wasn't in it. Well, really, he probably just couldn't. It was the coach and the environment that he was like, man, fuck this shit. Like, well, I'm not getting um, paid. I'm being demeaned. I'm being demeaned in something I love, and that's what's taking the passion away. Is because it's, it's embarrassing. He's also getting a hundred thousand dollar bonus. How you gonna get a bonus? Uh, it was due to him in his contract. He would not have received the bonus if he had been fired when they first saw the tape. Six months ago is when this shit happened. Like yeah. half a year ago. Like he would have if they would have just let him go when it happened. He wouldn't have received his bonus. But now the university wow. is uh, they're, they're obligated to pay. But him. Auburn gave people about five hundred dollars, mm-hmm. and they <laughs> they like oh it's sanctions coming down. We're gonna take their title away. Yep. So. uh he earned six hundred twenty-two thousand five hundred dollars in two thousand twelve, and to bring it full circle, um, tell me, tell me why that is different from the financial institution of slavery. Mm-hmm. Bunch of niggas getting beat for free, so this man can make six hundred twenty-two thousand dollars to and a hundred thousand dollar bonus. Uh, for a losing ass basketball team, and we'll get another job. Yeah, but it's not slavery though, right? That's too far. Fuck you. That's 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 just right. He'll go oversee another plantation. Yeah, very soon. That's just right. So Django's not gonna come shoot the coach. So I'm gonna roll with this (laughs) as fucking accurate enough. Guess the race. Right. (laughs) Right. 
um quick question this is uh i don't even know if we need an answer to this but what does a bunny eggs jesus and chocolate have to do with easter mm-hmm. what um economics right i don't know what it has to do with it either i just know that all those things are included in easter i don't know what the fuck none of this there's no uh easter bunny myth there's no uh nothing to do with why would a bunny put eggs out uh i don't know bunnies uh, why would uh the eggs be chocolate i have no idea or many colors of the rainbow and what does these three things have to do with jesus I also don't know so yeah, it's, it's money maker money maker people were mad that all them easter baskets and shit they were selling come on people were mad that google didn't honor jesus on easter it's like really google honoring jesus is that where we're at right now like christians gotta calm down man like calm down man it's okay everything isn't about you like you can't just turn everybody it's like y'all celebrating something else on easter it's like what well, other shit happens it sure does they also hate hispanics name jesus mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um karen uh, has been taking some ymca classes yes um now uh, i understand you're still doing your water zumba Yes, I uh, I restarted it, and what happened before I was doing the water Zumba, but yesterday I was like, um, on the days I do the water Zumba, I started doing cardio funk. So I was like, I can't do the water Zumba and cardio funk in the same day. So I so yesterday I said, well, I'm gonna take like an actual aerobics class, and man, it was like real aerobics underwater. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you ever tried to do this shit, but that shit was hard work. You know, a lot of athletes do water resistance training where oh. they, uh, to get in shape, they do, they basically work out below water. They put weights on them and stuff like that, uh, cause it's heavier underwater. You know, and I never realized that. Like, the funny part was that, uh, he came up, they had like all these weights, all of them light. Like, they really, really light and they like different colors. And they was like, hey, these are the light ones. I was like, shit, they all light. <laughs> they, they was like, no, you don't understand. They was like, we're going to be doing this underwater. And they was like, the different colors, once you get underwater, the water, I guess the gravity of the water gives it uh, a different amount of weight depending on the size or whatever, or the color. Mm-hmm. And I was like. The color? Don't, no, it's not the color. Oh, it's not the color? No. Because they're different water, colors. Water can't tell the difference in the color. The water not, does not, it because of the size of the weight. Yeah, the, the size of the weight <laughs> in it. <laughs> Cause, cause they were different colors. That's why I keep saying colors. Mm. <laughs> and so, uh, I was like, oh, okay. Man, we got there and they was like, yeah, we, we want you to put your hands underneath the water. It was like, and we want you to bitch press and one and two. I was like, Ugh, wait a minute. Uh, this shit was light above ground. Y'all lied. <laughs> <laughs> I was struggling. You're going to be strong as fuck though when you finish. Man, I'm going to be taking my, and then, and then he also had us, we was like doing the weights and we, and we was like running back and forth doing laps in the pool. So you were like running while you were doing the weights. I was like, this shit is a lot harder than it looks. Yeah. Oh my God, am I sweating? How can I sweat with all this water well, around see, me? Now see, that pose, <laughs> that pose, the excellent question. Well, I don't know how excellent it is, but it was, it was a funny question. What? Can you sweat? Oh, water. water. Yeah. I, I don't know. <laughs> Can don't you know. sweat while you're already wet? <laughs> because, man, my, my heart was racing and shit. I was like, oh, oh, oh. And, the, and the sad part about it, my ass is out of shape because there was some old ladies that have been doing this shit for years. It was this old lady, but she was getting it. I was like, oh, shit, I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna never hey, be that fast. You let the old women show y'all can? But see, nah, the women been, them old women been doing it for years. I'm, I'm new at the shit. I, I did not realize we was gonna be running and doing fucking jumping jacks. But you been doing Zumba. 
<laughs> but you know what, Justin? I, I know this might sound strange, but doing exercise underwater, I cannot explain the, the difference in the friction on your body. It's, it's like a weight on your body. It, it, it is like a heavier resistance. You got to become one with the water. Underwater woman, oh, underwoman, old woman strength is real. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. You, know, you can't sleep on it. You, you can't, can't sleep, sleep on it. it. You got to become one with the water. Now, can't. what about your above ground Zumba class? I understand there was some hijinks going on from, from above. Man, at the, um, we was getting it, getting it, getting it in my cardio funk class. We, we were getting it in them. The thing about my cardio funk class is that, um, Roger can play ball. They don't play on Tuesdays because they kick their asses out at six o'clock. I don't know why them dudes don't know at six o'clock. They gonna kick your ass out. So every time we go in there, you know, it's a bunch of dudes in there playing, bouncing the balls and shit. So at six o'clock, they even, they even got to the point now where they make the police come and kick them dudes out. They was like, look, y'all can't stand here and watch the women shake their asses. Y'all got to go. Yeah, now I used to work as a gym. Well, I still do work as a gym monitor <laughs> at the Y, but I used to work on days where there was like, uh, aerobics classes in there and basketball didn't start till late. So I was, I was responsible for kicking the creeps out basically. Like mm-hmm. I would have to, and you would think that, uh, that you would not have to do this shit, but I would have to come up to people and be like, sir, I need you to stop looking through the window at the ladies. Uh, they Unless you're un- participating in the class. Right. They still they feel uncomfortable. You can go in and participate in the class, but you can't stand at the door. Wide. And they always get defensive like, what? I'm just looking. Look, I'm just look. What? What's the problem? I'm like, sir, you can't look at the ladies working out. Uh, it's, you know, it's not appropriate. Please, uh, please slide on. You know, a couple of people had to get the cops on, stuff like that, you know. Uh, they just are determined. Some dudes are that creepy. They determined to watch a bunch of middle-aged women uh do cardio funk and Zumba. Mm-hmm. And 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 I guess, like I said, from a woman's perspective, it's very uh irritating, you know, uh, because a lot of times you're just coming to work out. You're not coming to get watched to get scared and gawked over. You coming, you know, you're coming to work out. I mean, if it happens, it happens. Don't get me wrong. But it's one of those things where I'm fucking exercise class. There's nothing sexy about me sweating right now. Well, well that, that, I don't know. There's, there's something sexy about <laughs> women working out, and there's a bunch of sexy shit women do that they have no fucking idea about, and it's True. not y'all's fault. I'm like, you know, uh, one of the good things about being married is watching a woman get dressed in the morning and shit like that. So <laughs> y'all don't know. You know, you can't speak for what's sexy to other people. Oh, you know? my bad. Uh, but it's still inappropriate, no matter and, 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 what and, and, it is. And that's more of what I mean by, by when I say that. It's one of those things where it's like, women don't mind being looked at, but it's one of those things where it's like, okay, you, you, you're taking this a tidbit too I, far? I just go up on the track and still, like, and, 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 and I can watch in peace. And you know what? That was the problem we had in our class. It's okay for you to stare, but a dude actually had a camcorder that was actually <laughs> recording off his fucking phone doing class. <laughs> That was the issue. That's for Facebook. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, what's the, I don't see what the problem is. Okay. Cinemagram. Like it's, oh, Lord. It's for everyone to see and, and maybe no, get a no, workout. No, it's not. It's for I, him to practice at I, home I, with his woman. But like, look, babe, you look, can do I, this too. I am not a student athlete. You'll be paying for me for my ass to be across Facebook. I will not work for free. I'll just say it. It's so he can encourage his woman. Like, look, babe, mm. look at all these women out mm. here. Well, uh, so he mm. was filming. Right. And yeah, he was filming. Now, how did you know he was filming? You know what? Most people didn't know. It just happened that one of the ladies actually went up to the instructor, and next thing I know, the instructor he cut the music off, so everybody stopped. Of course, we cut the music now, off. Now, what color was this gentleman? He black. I knew it. I and knew it's it. a lot of white women in them, and their white mm-hmm. women love that chocolate man. No, really I'm talking do. about the dude filming. 
Oh, the dude Femi, he was he was mixed Man. or Hispanic, somewhere oh, around okay. in there. Okay. And uh the thing about it is that the the uh the instructor stopped the music, he was like, You can't be recorded and when he did it, everybody basically turned around and looked. He had his phone with the big bright ass light. You know how you have the <laughs> light shining out? So the light was on so everybody down there could see the light. I ain't recording. He was like, dude, you cannot be recording the class. Nobody gave you consent to record the class. So then the police had to get involved. So then the police had basically had to go up there, had to basically look at his phone, see what he was recording, make him play the shit back. And all. they was like, you cannot do this. You know, and, and <laughs> when the instructor said something to him, he said he wasn't filming. Yeah, he he said he's not filming. You got that big ass bright light on the side. You know, the light you turn on like you're trying to see in the dark. Right, that big ass bright mm-hmm. light to come on, <laughs> nigga. You doing something? I mean, I, he's, he maybe was just, he was an artist. He was using the uh, flashlight app uh, upstairs. He was like, trying to get his angles correct. He was clearly he was clearly we recording could, these women. Yes, man. she was. What a fucking creep. I'm man. disappointed. I'm disappointed that you all didn't actually put on a performance for his recording. What a yeah, a performance creep. of whooping his ass. He baby got he was up high. <laughs> Cause he'd have been there's a hundred women down there recording <laughs> us without our permission. I'm gonna, I'm, gonna bring my, I'm gonna bring my real digital camcorder. <laughs> Give me a good seat up there. Hey, let's bring a boom mic in that. <laughs> uh, excuse me, ma'am. Can you? Uh, you're not sweating loud enough. Can you breathe into the mic? But you know, you know, that's one of the reasons they even changed up um, the weight machines upstairs, the way they were situated. Because mm-hmm. before you could go up there and get on the elliptical or one of the bikes, and, and you were um, kind of facing uh, inwards towards the. Gym. Yeah, you're actually oh. facing downstairs so we could see you all work out while we kind of worked out. Well, pretended yeah. to work out. Really, we just up there. Oh, I yeah. never realized that, but that's, but that's why yeah, they, they rearranged turned it, them. They turned it the other way now yep. where, uh, I guess, um, you, you no longer can really look down there. Um, yeah, it's more obvious if you're just up there staring and watching y'all work out. Yeah, it's, it faces, um, the opposite direction. And, yep. and to an extent, that may, and it, it is nothing wrong. Like I said, if he just basically, Stood up there instead. Nobody would have cared. But the problem is that you're bringing digital devices in there, recording I, Honestly, shit. man, if you want to look at women that bad, just go work out. It's like, a, you just do a lot the Zuma of class or something. Like, I know when it's I do so the tra- like, when I do the treadmill, first of all, I'm an ass man. So, when I do the treadmill or something like that, there's always a couple chicks in there with yes. some tight ass spandex on, getting it in, and I can just sneak a couple stairs. I don't creepily stare at them, but... I, you know, you, I'm just like, oh my God, what an ass, but I'm also doing my workout. Just do that. I've always yeah. wondered. Like, why how would to... you just come stand around? Like, like I was working out the other day and, um, you know, I was behind a chick that had a fat ass or whatever. And, uh, it was a bonus, but it wasn't, you know, the main reason. But there was a dude that was lifting weights. He stops lifting weights and just walks around the Y glaring at every woman, like stopping. Looking up and down, so go to the next one. Stop looking That's up and down. That's the shit that make you want to motherfucking drop kick you in the goddamn face. Yeah. Why are you staring at me? Uh, but right. I always wonder who are these dudes to get these excellent camera shots of these women that are working out and doing things. You're like, that's excellent angle. Like he took his time to get that yeah. pose. Well, it's difficult, Justin. Who no. are those guys? Because I feel nervous even when I'm texting. Like I hope they don't think I'm trying to. Like I'm just. Well, it's hard, Justin. The <laughs> first thing you need to do is you got to get you a camera attachment, um, and you want to get it steady. <laughs> light. You'll be surprised how much lighting comes into effect. Yeah, and, and and the thing is that women don't mind being looked at in the door for the beautiful bodies. I understand workout clothes are sexy and all that stuff. But well, like, some women do, but here's the thing that, um, like, a lot of feminists will make this argument and shit, like, oh, we don't wear spandex for y'all. I get it. 
too bad motherfuckers gonna look you can't stop yeah. nobody from looking no you can't and that's just life but it's and a difference between you that. can be mad about it or you cannot be mad the thing is there's people that do creepy shit yes it's the between that and you staring at me like we about to fucking start a porn get away yeah like there's a lot of times you see a chicken like some yoga pants or something and you acknowledge and you move the fuck on yes. i don't have to say a word to you i don't need to stare you down mm-hmm. i don't need to look in your face I'm just like, mm, that's a nice ass. And then I pick up whatever the fuck I got to pick up out the aisle and move the fuck on. It's like, there's just some people that are creeps, though. And, you know, when you see that shit, it's just fucked up. But, yeah, he was recording y'all probably. And uh, we'll probably see you on X-Porn or something tonight. So I hope not. There's <laughs> a lot of nice women in those classes, too. And, you yeah, know, and a yet, lot. And well, it depends on what you're into, man, because I think. For me, it's a, a lot of nice looking women because it's always like women that think they're a little bit overweight, which is the perfect type of woman for me. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, yeah, you, you think you about 20 pounds overweight. You just right. But, yep. you know, they plus they have low self-esteem because they like working on it. So, you, you know, you got that going. See, I, I always give them the benefit of the doubt that they're in there exercising just to remain healthy and get out of the house. Mm-hmm. Like just to keep the cardio going. And, and, for, and for some women, that's true. And it's a lot of dudes that actually are in the class. And you don't mind, even though they might be doing the same, but they're actually physically in the class. So it's like one of the things where you're not as intimidated because you go, okay, you're participating in the fight. It's like yoga. It's a lot yeah. of dudes that take yoga. Why? Because women are bending and squatting and doing all kind of the, 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 the poses and all that shit. But the men are doing the same thing. And they make you fart. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yoga. <laughs> yoga. Oh, you're going to fart when you're in that yoga class. you you going to fart. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I never did it before. Me either. Oh, you going to fart. Oh. And don't let it be one of the hot yoga classes where they intentionally have the heat on, like turned up high. So you end up sweating, it's hot, and then you fart with that hot, hot gas. You sound you like spark fire. <laughs> you sound like you're speaking from experience. Man. I know, right? You've been doing you, some you, yoga. You taking uh, yoga adjusted? before? Uh, I try all. I try all different things to uh, help relax and also mm. stay flexible. And they're farting. That's on what them. they say. That and Pilates. And they're farting on them young ladies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, excuse me, y'all. <laughs> oh Lord. Uh, well, uh, let's get into some articles. Obama's fucking up again. Oh. This nigga, man. First, I was cool. I was okay with. I let him get a pass on my death panels, and I, I realize now I shouldn't have. But uh, he got a pass on that shit, man. He didn't give me my death panels. Like, it was in the provisions he proposed. Old people still walking around, still driving with the fucking hat, uh, the, the, the turning light <laughs> on. For eight for fucking, miles. Yeah. <laughs> you know, still driving slow as shit. Nobody's, nothing to be afraid of here. We're going to be fine. Nobody's going to kill us. No death panels to review us and our lives and what we actually bring to the human race. So we're, let's just keep fucking up forever. Um, so we had to deal with that bullshit. Um, then he fucked up and did a study on, authorized a study on video games in relation to people with actual guns that go in schools to shoot up shit. Uh, let me tell you the relation. Zero, motherfucker. Stay the fuck away from my video games. If you take a video <laughs> game out of my hands, Obama, it's gonna be a problem, man. I know I'm not appreciating this shit. You know, don't make these white people be right about you, man. Alright? At the end of the day, he fucked up again. A lot of feminists are mad. Obama called Kamala Harris the best-looking attorney general. Speaking at a fundraiser in Ashton, California, President Obama diverged from his prepared remarks. You never diverge from prepared remarks, man. Come on. Come on, bro. That's a rookie. That is a rookie mistake, Commander-in-Chief. Uh, to praise the looks of State Attorney General Kamala Harris. 
she's brilliant and she's dedicated she's tough she also happens to be by far the best looking attorney general it's true come on he added to the laughter from the crowd because the crowd got it they get the joke mm-hmm. she she's a woman and she is uh better looking than uh the men many white men that have been mm-hmm. attorney general Nothing wrong with a little eye candy in um White House. Obama is in California raising money for the 2014 election cycle. This event raising funds for the Democratic National Committee was a garden party at the humble Levi Strauss heir of John Goldman. Harris is seen as a potential gubernatorial candidate, although her speech at last summer's Democratic National Convention did not generate much buzz. Now, I won't lie. When I saw her speech speak at the DNC, uh, we were actually watching it with uh, Elon Mm -hmm. and stuff. I noted that she was fine as fuck. I was like, mm, this woman is fine as fuck. What, what is going on here? Is this what <laughs> politics is about these days? I guess so. Uh, sign me up. Um, but you know, um, there's, in a, I think in a professional capacity, because there's one thing is me as a podcaster or observer or whatever random nigga that's just watching is like, yo, Kamala Harris fine shit. Uh, there's that. And, you know, I'm sure someone would even be upset about that. But fuck those women. They're uptight and they need to loosen up. Um, uh-huh. But as far as uh, in in a professional capacity, I would never go to my job and be like, well, this is my manager and <laughs> by far best ass on the manager at the job. Mm-hmm. Anyway, you know, like uh, he fucked up, man. He should, as a professional, as you know, I'm sure as he's even as well meaning as he was. You just can't say it because people are going to get mad, man. And it does kind of take away from a person's uh, uh, credibility yeah, to, like to do she, her job. Right. She got her job on her own. You know, even if her looks, quote unquote, helped or didn't help, it doesn't fucking matter because it takes away from the idea that she just earned the job on her own and that she's not an equal because you wouldn't say that shit about a man who was doing that position. True. Therefore, it is sexist, man. And as uptight as I know a lot of people are probably on Twitter like or, or listening to this like, Rod, you being uptight. But I really think it's true. He should have kept that shit to himself. You know, and this is the or, third. Or either joke to her privately about it. Yeah, it, just, it yeah. can't be a professional I don't even know thing. that he can joke about it at all. Yeah, I wouldn't have joked about no. it. I wouldn't. Like, that's the thing. A lot of women. Um, now, I will say women do kind of want it both ways. Because a lot of women don't like being complimented from people they don't want to be complimented from mm-hmm. which you know okay. take that as you as you will you know because there's really no way to know for a lot of men until True. you until it's fucked up yeah like that's what's like that's what's funny is you'll hear a pe- bunch of women, women be like well i don't want nobody compliment me i don't want to be walking down the street and you tell me i look good i don't want nobody at work saying this until i see somebody do it and you don't say shit because you like that dude or you think he's attractive or nothing's wrong with that guy saying it yeah and that's not but the, there is for somebody with else well there is but, for some women some oh, okay. women do not like this shit like i'm at work don't compliment me i'm walking okay, down the street yeah, you don't yeah, know me don't say shit yeah, to me cause, yeah because we're in a professional environment and, yeah. and it's one especially once it come to because this once it comes to working environments it's something about especially in corporate america it's something about that work structure and especially with women already having vaginas, a lot of times you're already judged for the time you walk in. So it's one of them things where I want everything on my merit, not yeah. be- not because of my beauty, not because enough of my hair, not right. because I got titties. I want it because I worked hard for it. And and the thing is, it's it's wrong until it's right. Uh, and and the thing is, I don't know if you've ever had to sit through training hiring videos, but yeah. like mm-hmm. at Carolina's Medical Center, 
And when you get hired on there, they have like a million different fucking movies you got to watch. Right. And one of them is about complimenting on your coworkers. While it may seem harmless, um, you should not be commenting on their yep. outfit or how well they may look exactly. in such outfits. No, Unless you want a sexual harassment yeah, uh, complaint. I've seen it at Media Play. I've seen mm-hmm. it at McDonald's. McDonald's. Yeah, they show you all the time. And I wasn't making no corporate money and I damn sure wasn't making president <laughs> money. That's a that's 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 just one oh one of fucking um you know how to work shit. You can't what, be calling these ladies attractive or whatever at work, man. You just can't do it. And it's fucked up because so many people violate it and are rewarded for violating it. Yeah. True. So there's no hard and fast rule because you're dealing with human beings and sometimes the right dude says, Hey, I like that dress and a woman's like, Oh, this dress? Well, you know, it's just uh okay, well and and it's not as bad for that guy, whereas if uh creepy McCreeperson came over and said, I like that dress it's completely different. Yes, so, it is. That's just but, but it's, it's no, it's the same. Creepy. But it's the same compliment. It's, it is, but as president, you can't take that. Chance. No, I'm saying for Karen, it's the Karen. Oh. Karen distinguishes like, yeah, because he's creepy, but it's the same compliment. And unfortunately, right. the creepy dudes that that will record you in the bathroom or while you're working out is the ones that ruined it for the guy that's really just like well, honestly, creating small talk and trying true. to be friendly. I, yeah. I think honestly, too, there's there's people that don't know that they're creepy. Or they don't realize that they're fucking up until they, they fuck up. Like, they don't realize that women look at them as like, hey, back the fuck up off of me until it happens to them. Like, I wouldn't know it if I was like, you know, I just don't take that chance. But I wouldn't if I was like, oh, that's a nice dress. And somebody was like, oh, my God, what the fuck is wrong with you? I'd be like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, like I'm not trying to fuck you. I just like what you got on. Complimenting your dress yeah. or whatever. Um, you know, but I just don't take those chances at work at all because of this kind of shit. You know, even women that I've gotten to know and I'm pretty cool with, sometimes it'll be awkward because I, you know, she can walk in with her titties hanging out and I'm just like, I don't see those titties. So I'm watching TV <laughs> because I know that it is, they might take it and be like, why are you looking at my titties? Or they might be like, oh, you like these titties? You know, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Well, I really don't more? know. It's definitely awkward when you the on, you're the only male in the office too, or or True. In, or in an office where there's predominant women, and because women like to touch when they talk. Yeah, uh, they touch each yeah. other on the shoulder. They're constantly, "Girl, how you doing?" You know that sort of thing. But if yeah. guys did that, it's like, oh, well, there's male privilege where we are considered the aggressors, so um, we have different rules. Like, yes, you do. A woman could come up to me and say, "Hey, you looking good today." And I'm not going to go to HR typically because I'm a dude. You know what I mean? Yeah, you like, can't. Well, you can't. It's like the dude yeah. that calls the police and be like, help, I got right. Right. Like, you can't, you can't, you can't report right. that. Like, HR would look at me crazy. Like, Even I'm, if it's a true statement. I remember yes. I was at a bar one day and um, I was just hanging out with my white friends. And, you know, white people be getting drunk. And uh, one of the chicks got drunk and grabbed my ass and was like, oh. <laughs> This is a lot more firm than I thought it would be. And I was like, I'm only fat from the waist up. But number, <laughs> but number two, what the fuck are you doing grabbing my ass? You know I'm married. I'm not. I never. I have never. And ever, this is something you've been thinking about, woman. Yeah, I've never. I've, I've never once talked about how good you look. We've never had any type of sexual conversations. Um, I've never um, done anything inappropriate. I don't even flirt. I don't do. I just don't do this shit. 
so it was just a completely like ridiculous situation where as if the roles had been reversed and i just went and grabbed some chick's ass at the bar probably being handcuffs you know so no problem about it yeah exactly like some black dude just grabbed a white woman's ass like it's you know it was just an awkward situation and i tried to laugh it off like ha ah, don't do that again ah. But but it was still <laughs> it was still kind of kind of weird, you know. Yes, for you, yes. Because because my mind immediately went to I couldn't do that to you. What the fuck are you doing? And, you and know? that's true. The other reason, but we're we're deemed the aggressor whenever we make a compliment because that's predominantly women. But like, I want a man to approach me and, and not be scared to say, you know, hey, how you well, doing? We have we have gender roles, and yeah, when shit happens, it's not in a vacuum. So it's like. If I grab some chick's ass or I go, hey, girl, you looking good, and she feels intimidated by that, that's because it's not happening in a vacuum. You know, this shit happens all the time to women. Mm-hmm. And so, like you said, because we have creeps in our in our gender, we have to deal with the whole, like, creep until proven otherwise <laughs> thing. It's true. You yeah. know? Because I've, yeah. I've, I've, I've had good friends where... They'll come to to work or they'll come to a situation where they look better than normal or they maybe they have been working out or maybe and you you know and it is I feel like it is an appropriate situation to be like, Hey, you looking good today or I like your hair or something where, you know, I'm not trying to come on to you, but mm-hmm. literally I just want you to feel good as a friend. Here's a compliment and I just don't say shit because I'm like uh nope don't know how that's gonna play and don't want no problems. So, I think that's true. You know, we gotta be real real close before I be like uh you know i like your hair like that's a big deal for me to tell somebody i like their hair because that that means i'm putting myself out here don't think i'm a creep don't think i'm coming on to you just saying uh you know take that compliment and blossom to the world you know <laughs> and, and i should be able to compliment a woman that's wearing a nice pantsuit without the jacket covering the cuff of her butt and i can see the curves mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you should be able to say it with that much detail too <laughs> yep hey nice ass today <laughs> you should also throw a good bitch in there too at the end. you know the little, like real friends do um yep. all right here's uh speaking That's of tyler perry love. speaking of tyler perry's movie here's a review of what it. would medea have to say about this movie you're watching beyond the trailer's review of tyler perry's temptation how long you guys been married six years i've known him for 19 he's the only guy you've ever been with we're very compatible you have nothing to compare it to the second year in a row bryce i'm sorry my husband forgot my birthday. Does he even notice you anymore? Touchdown! If you want me, then you say it. This isn't the first time that Tyler Perry has done a drama, but many wouldn't know that as his Medea comedies have far overshadowed his more serious work. Medea Goes to Jail, Medea's Witness Protection, and Medea's Family Reunion have been his biggest hits, interestingly followed up by his relationship comedies, Why Did I Get Married and Why Did I Get Married Too? And Perry's success in these areas has paved the way for a thriving new genre in Hollywood of African-American family and romance comedies. Particularly Think Like a Man from Barbershop's Tim Story, which actually outgrossed all of Perry's movies. Shit. When Perry tried to move into the action genre by starring in the recent Alex Cross reboot, he ended up delivering his lowest box office numbers ever. So now as he tries Can't to move act. into the steamy thriller genre, Perry is staying squirrelly behind the camera as writer-director, while Journey Smollett-Bell from TV's Friday Night Lights and Robbie Jones from TV's Hellcats shed their clothes on screen. Tyler Perry also hopes to further tempt audiences with Vanessa Williams, Kim Kardashian, and Brandy, while the other male lead, Lance Gross, comes from Perry's own sitcom, House of Pain. So can Perry successfully expand his own market while at the same time expanding the types of movies Hollywood puts out for African-American audiences? 
Let's go find out. So you've seen Tyler Perry's Temptation today. Unfortunately. <laughs> what got you in the theater? <laughs> uh, my girlfriend did. Ah, well, you're a very good boyfriend. Yeah. Okay, how was it? Horrible. It's only rated PG-13, so how sexy could it get? It wasn't that sexy. It was corny. What I got out of it, it's, it's good. <laughs> oh, good. What did you get out of it? I got out of it that you shouldn't cheat. <laughs> <laughs> was it awkward seeing a movie about not cheating with your girlfriend? It got a little awkward. <laughs> got a little awkward, but we're both faithful for now. Oh. <laughs> Two weeks in. So, oh, um, oh, good. Okay. Congratulations. Oh, he had to go. This is a kind of a different movie. By the way, I hope she, I hope his girlfriend never sees this. Because he said, we're both faithful for now. <laughs> oh, Lord. Like, okay. She keep dragging him to movies like this, though. He's not yeah, going yeah, to. Yeah, that ain't going to last. She got one more of these. Okay. <laughs> I understand. Did you yes. like that? Did you, did you? Yes, I did. I mean, I was saying to my daughter that he makes a lot of good movies. Mm -hmm. But this one, it's, it, it's just different. It's different from the others. The others is laughing, fun, and all that kind of thing. But this is something serious in terms of people' life of today. This is a very. By the way, I know that feeling. I relate to that woman. That's the feeling of a person who has just watched something bad, but doesn't want to admit it yet, and they trying to rationalize that shit. I've done that after so many movies. I'm like, nah, man, because see. It's only one way to do Thor, and I mean, I get, they had the Rainbow Bridge. Yeah, and, you that, know, a that, lot of lessons was for, learned. After he thinks about it for two weeks, he was like, you know what? That shit was terrible. Right? Then I get home, I'll be like, you know what? Fuck that movie. <laughs> I, I forgot. Me and Roger was like that about it. We was like, it was okay. Then we rode in the car. The further close we got to that, we was like, you know what? I think that movie was terrible. Yeah, me right. too. Yeah, Karen did that with uh, Da Vinci Code. She knew it was terrible right away. Oh, I hate And that I was in the car movie. like, well, you know, if this, well, what a. You know what? You're right. That <laughs> shit was fucking terrible. Not to get off topic, I left that movie fuming. Roger laughed at me. You know how the dudes get like the thumbs up, the thumbs down? Hun, I turned my thumbs, my toes, my fingers. I turned. I was pissed when I left that movie. Serious Tyler Perry movie. How this about is. his comedies? Would you see a comedy from him? Uh, this wasn't one? No. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Throughout this whole movie, I was just like, whatever. I was just laughing. It was bad acting. And Kim oh, no. Kardashian. Oh, she was a bad actor. I don't know why they, because I read some of the critics saying like she was a, a good actor in this movie. She wasn't like really good. Was like, she the worst? No, you know who was the worst? Who? The lead person. Uh, oh, what's the, the name? woman or the guy? The woman. Have you ever seen a Tyler Perry movie before? <laughs> no, this is the first one. All right, has your girlfriend seen one before? Have you? No, she hasn't. Oh, okay. All right. All right. <laughs> oh, she so was there. Not, she heard him say that. Convert. No, I was not. All right, was your girlfriend converted? Uh, I think she liked it, actually. Uh, oh, good. Okay. All right. So she liked it. All yeah. right. So what do you say to the guys out there who are also going to get dragged to this? How can they get through it? Uh, get your Xanax prescription filled. filled. <laughs> like, oh, Lord. I don't know. Would you see the next one coming out? Uh, he has We the Peoples this year and also a Medea Christmas. Would you see it? <laughs> what the fuck? Mm. To be honest, yes. What do you give it on? That is a sign of an addict. Yeah, that, that, yeah, that, like, that, that, that's a sign of a lot of black folks at day. Well, we just had Easter. They just had Easter Sunday afternoon dinner about this, and you had somebody house. Let's put out Medea. You said like, fuck. Well, that sounds to me like a person that is an addict, uh, and they know they can't help themselves because yeah. she didn't even sound happy about it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's like she was like, "Would you go see another movie?" I've seen the other sixteen. She, knowing that this one was terrible, she was like, "To be honest." Yes. Like, this is the way I feel about the next X-Men movie. Like, I, like, 
I keep hearing all these rumors about it and uh, different directors doing it. And I don't think it's going to be as good as X-Men First Class. Yeah, I was going to say First Class was good, though. I like First yeah, Class. Yeah, I think it's going to be not as good. I think the same dude who did the overrated first X-Men films is back on this one. And I think he's going to try to make it match up with the shit. Trying to cash in again. I think he's going oh. to try to make it match up with all the shit he did in the past to be like, Oh, so see? they got a different director? Yeah. And oh, well, I might even go see that boy. So, I, no, no, this is why I'm like this woman. <laughs> I don't think it's gonna be good, but if no. you said, but if you said, are you gonna go see the next X Men movie? Yes, truthfully, but honestly, I'm, yes. I'm, I'm gonna say to her, she'll go see it because she seemed like the type of young person that just goes to the movies every weekend. Nah. So it wouldn't matter what's playing. Like, nah, she, she just she go a, see Tyler Perry. She movies. a black woman. I know the feeling. It's it's cool, man. It's like I got to support black folks. I want to yeah. see Pain and Gain when that comes out. That's what I want to see. All right, here we go. Well, I mean, dear Christmas, would you see either of those? <laughs> to be honest, yes. Did you, hear that? Did you hear that breath? That breath was like. That shit sounds terrible. She's she like, yeah. This terrible I ain't shit. Seen this yet, yeah. This bullshit. Yes, I go see it. That's how I feel. Like Thor two coming out this year. You gonna see it? <sighs> to be honest. Yeah. Yes, I'm gonna go mm. see that shit. <laughs> what do you give it on a one to ten? I would give it a ten. Negatives. <laughs> that old woman said she give it a 10 hey man old black women are this man's bread and they butter they love Tyler Perry I don't even knock them for this shit like old black women got them some shit I got me some shit that I go see that is bullshit all the time yes. I get it I go see so many bad impossible white man movies <laughs> I can't defend it yeah. you understand I have seen so many movies that are like, if you ask me my real, like, what is your opinion of this movie? I'm like, that shit was a one out of 10. How much enjoyment did you get? 17 out of 10. <laughs> yes, I loved it. Like that. They're like, I don't understand this. What are you talking about? Right. And that's her shit. She's like, this, anything Tyler, I bet what I wanted this woman that's interviewing her to do is go, okay, Medea goes to jail. That's 10 out of 10. Uh, <laughs> what about, uh, for color girls? 10 out of 10. What about? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like she could give anything with so that. Yes, ten Tyler Perry's out of ten Tyler Perry's. I've been watching every <laughs> Right. I own all his DVDs. Yes. And I got a copy of all the plays. Yes, and I went to the plays when he was torn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Alice Cross, nine out of ten, because he ain't right. Yeah, she actually had not that damn one. Uh let me play some more. Ten. I would give it a ten. Negatives two. What's a one? <laughs> One's the worst. A one. So with all <laughs> dude gave it. First of all, the dude gave it a negative two. Yeah, that shit is terrible. Yo. Temptation only a three point five. One has to wonder as Tyler Perry becomes more prolific. Will only his diehard fans stick with him? I'm Grace Randolph reporting from AMC Empire Twenty Five, and I hope we'll go beyond the trailer for these other top movies. That's um. all that matters. That's that's why his a lot of his movies get actually a low budget compared to other movies. As long as they turn over profit, them them people Paramount on people don't care. Man, she said she giving it a one, but she going to go see all his future movies. Of course, I like how they said he got a three point five, and the scores were ten, one, and negative two. <laughs> <laughs> That must be like a Rotten Tomato score or something. No, it was at 10 that it messed it up. It messed it up. Oh, it probably would have been a 1 or a 0. That old black (laughs) lady was like, y'all ain't getting past my curve. Nope. Um, uh, So I think I put that in the chat already. (laughs) um, 
Yeah, I'll put it out there for y'all. She sounded real upset, too. Like, fuck, I just paid the regular price because they don't do student discount at the such and such time. <laughs> and I missed it. This movie was for $10. I had to buy my own fucking popcorn. Yes. Because this nigga, <laughs> he wasn't buying it. Cause she I, was not happy. Man, that old black woman is my favorite. How long was that movie, too? Like, was it? Like, Django was like three hours. Yeah. So I imagine Tyler Perry holding you for like two and a half of mm. bullshit. All I know is that old black lady is my favorite person. <laughs> she was like, mm-mm, chili grapes to all this, <laughs> all this criticism. I don't care about none of this shit. <laughs> don't try to get over on me. You're not tricking me, white woman. This shit was 10. It was great. I don't want to hear it. Yo, she had to. She had to represent because she was like, I'm not going to let this black man be embarrassed out here on camera. Exactly. Yes. I fuck with that woman. I want her to, man, if I ever <laughs> make a movie, I want her to see it. So she going to have my back. She's like, who made this? A black man? Uh, I'm oh, don't worry. I'll go tell him it's good. Yeah, I'll right <laughs> That's right. Um, what enthusiasm. Yes. She was happy. A teen was nearly blinded at their parasite le- latched onto her contact lens. How did this happen? The when eighteen year old Ashley Hyde started to have throbbing and redness in her eye, doctors couldn't figure out what was going on with her. They did multiple cultures where they scraped your eye. <laughs> One time they had to drill into my eye. It was really nasty. Oh god. Eventually doctors discovered the sickening source of Ashley's pain. A rare parasite had grown on her contact lens that was trying to eat its way through her cornea. Shit. <laughs> well, so was it on the contact on her eye and like if it was on the contact lens and i guess it yeah. it's way through the lens had they not discovered it in time ashley would have lost the use of her eyesight ashley had what is called ankanthamoba theomoba parasite on the eye can we just call it that ankanthamoba infection a tiny parasite commonly found in fresh water and soil is capable of Spreading through contact lens infections, cuts, and being inhaled into the lungs. Oh, shit. Infections are just one possible side effect of a proper cleaning of contact lenses. Many ophthalmologists recommend using daily disposable contact lenses to better avoid contracting infections and disease. She has to go through several more months of treatment advocates to other, uh, to, to others. She advocates to others the importance of thoroughly cleaning their contacts. It hurts, she said. I wouldn't risk it. So, clean your contacts, people. Oh, April Fools! That was just a day that happened. Yes, it was. And this is one of mm. it's my least favorite day. We don't get the day off work, so no, you fuck don't. that holiday. Mm-mm. And people just turning the ass. I was like, ha ha! You trusted me. Now I did this to you. Yep. Justin, you do any April Fools' things, Turk? Nope. Mm-mm. We don't play them games. Yeah. No, we don't. Turk, we don't play them. Turk games. got a lot of upper body strength. <laughs> and um, we just don't she be play doing those that. Games. What aerobics, son? She's yeah. just strong as fuck. Like what I could, like she opens up the jars in the house. Like I don't, I don't open up anything that's tight. She's the one that opens up the jars in the house. She's uh, strong as fuck. What was meant to be an April Fool's Day joke quickly turned humorless when a Florida utility oh Florida. A oh. Florida utility was bombarded with phone calls from residents concerned about the safety of their water. As a resident of as a result of the prank, popular Gator Country one oh one point nine morning hosts Val Saint John and Scott Fish have been suspended indefinitely. So it could be a week, could be a day. Who knows? Could be forever. We don't know. They had they made a bad call. It was a bad call, said Gator Country General Manager Tony Renda. St. John and Fish began announcing 
on the air Monday morning that there was a dihydrogen monoxide in the Lee County water supply. Why would you announce that on a radio station where you got people listening? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. People do the wrong shit at work. Mm-hmm. Like at work, like it's like nobody's really paying you to be you at right. work. Even even radio DJs, they still it's like yeah, you be yourself. However, yeah, stay within these boundaries. And post on Val. Go ahead, Karen. I'm sorry. No, it's my thing. People going, okay, I cook with this water. My family drinks this water. People probably start panicking. Do I do I need the border order? You know, you you saying that, and they're listening to the radio, assuming that you're telling them the truth. A post on the Val and Scott in the morning Facebook page reads, "Dihydrogen monoxide." There's water in the water. Comments under the post from the host said there was no harm intended. Now, what is the chemical compound for water? Do you guys know? H2O. Yep. Right. So that's, and you know, di and mono, right? Di means two. Dihydrogen means two hydrogen. Yep. Monoxide means one oxide or one oxygen. How the fuck would so, you know that? So, Well, I mean, it's... Common, most people know it from chemistry and stuff. Yeah. I'm going to tell you right. So what they're saying is two hydrogen, one oxygen, a.k.a. H2O. Yeah, that's just some bullshit. You need to, you, you, when you start saying, Hana, Mana, Moxide, people go, people assume you're talking some scientific shit and they go, okay, what the fuck is that? Let me find out what's going on. People don't, ain't really paying enough attention to really do research to find out that you telling them that there's water in the water. Well, that's the joke, obviously. And that's <laughs> but it ain't it, no joke to you. You don't is, know what the fuck they talk about. April Fools, I don't know why people believe shit. It's, it's like it's April 1st. I've, I I don't think I've ever heard anything like, on April 1st and I was, I was like, this is real news. If I was a criminal mastermind, that's when I would do my shit. Like, I don't know. Like, Al-Qaeda fucked up, man. Like, if they would have did 9-11 on 4 one like the first half of the day would just be people being like, "What? What?" <laughs> yeah, like nah. that shit ain't happening. Come yeah, on, man, and, and, stop! And, like they could have attacked like seventeen different cities that day because everybody would have been like, "Nah, man, I'm gonna still go to the airport, man." I, <laughs> I don't know. I don't think you, yeah. Why you keep and, like and like with I me? said, I don't know. I, I for me, just just you just shouldn't do something like that. You know how many science classes I took that I don't remember and don't give a fuck about and don't care. Yeah, I'm just keeping that real. I I'm go okay. It is one of those things where the general public ain't really that smart. So when you start talking like that, people assume that you're really well, saying something. Most serious. people don't know what the H stands for. Yeah. Hydrogen. But most people don't know that. They just know it's H2O. Well, they just hear a big word, dihydrogen monoxide. They just go, what the fuck? And, you know, call the, call the people. Like, what's going on in my water? It's probably just a bunch of old people and shit. True. Um, so, yeah. Anyway, they got they got let go. Um, I thought this was interesting. Arcangelo Bianco Jr. wasn't at Walmart to hunt for bargains. Instead, the Pennsylvania man has been charged with hunting deer in the parking lot of the superstore. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if the deer frequent there, I mean, I don't blame him. <laughs> the deer's money is good as everybody else's. Yeah, I mean, he saved on camouflage outfits and... Repellent? Yeah, mm-hmm. all that good stuff. Yeah. I mean, so, so who fucking cares if the pe- other people in the parking lot have to potentially duck bullets? Like, who the fuck cares? Mm-hmm. 
yeah um you know when you, <laughs> sometimes you can't pass a buck and this is why everybody needs a gun right you sure can't uh bianco allegedly spotted the 10 point white tailed deer while running errands on november 26 2012 uh in blairsville pennsylvania which is 30 miles east of pittsburgh he leaped from his truck chased the deer and fired several rounds from a handgun at it while stuck in the parking lot eventually bagging the buck nearby so he oh. actually got it nice. reasonably, reasonably concerned walmart shoppers called 911 to report a man with a gun running through the parking lot yes so i mean i don't see the big deal like it's it's like a, a training like helping them in case it was an actual gunman trying to kill them like this is preparation people eventually it could happen okay uh you gotta put a a gun in that buck hand and see how he likes it uh, okay <laughs> that's a interesting sense of justice you got there <laughs> let's give a gun to a deer and see what everybody else yeah wants to say. see see when you run and chase out his ass then uh now bianco has been charged with reckless endangerment and five other honey related that charges. That wouldn't bother nobody. He's probably scared of the folks trying to get the hell away. You uh, well, stopping traffic, them, running through the park lot and shit, scaring folks and their kids. Come on. If you give them deer, I mean, if you get a deer guns, then you're going to have a lot of staying your ground law, self-defense type shit happening. <laughs> yeah. I don't, don't want to live in a world with that kind of shit. And you say that till you step in deer shit. Mm-hmm. Then and, you'll then you then you'll pull out your handgun. And I don't want to get robbed by a deer. Like that's gonna be a hard true, story to tell my true. friends and get them to respect. Like, true, you you know what? And if you don't have the gun, you have to uh, stand uh, stand that deer shit and keep it pushing because yeah. you know deer got the gun. Then I mean, imagine being at the ATM and Bambi right comes up behind you. I'm getting deer jacked now by <laughs> Bambi. Yeah, because because Karen wants to arm all the fucking deer. I don't <laughs> think so. Thanks a lot, Karen. Mm-hmm. Thanks a lot. Imagine yeah. all the angry letters you'll get. Speaking of angry well, letters. Well, let's see how the deer feel. I'm tired of being hunted. Speaking of hunting, Boston Market is expanding beyond its well-known rotisserie chicken offering Uh-oh. for new meat. Mm. Ribs. Oh, okay. Boston Market? Oh, I haven't been to Boston Market in like years. Food. But half a rack of ribs of their new dish contains 1,100 calories. I believe mm-hmm. that. I'm okay with that. Half a record. That, that, that's more calories than than shit. So, that's dates worth of, worth of are, calories. Are, for these, are these the Flintstone ribs? I'm okay with that. Yeah, but I do. I need to get my I need to get my own calorie intake. And I bet ain't that time funny. And the thing about it, hey, there's nothing wrong Boston Market's food, but I bet you for 1,100 calories. I'm not buying no ribs from Boston Market. I'm going to a to a rib place, like a place that specializes in ribs yeah. and pork and chopping up I mean, pigs and cows. That's just the ribs, though. <laughs> like that's like what's that's you not have? the size. The yeah, pieces, I'm okay that's, with that's that. Nothing like you're else. not gonna eat that by itself, man. You gotta have you. Some, and you know, and, oh, I, and, I, and I you bet see you how slim what, I am. I I could use the calorie and, intake. And, and I bet you that's without the sauce too. <laughs> that's just the ribs. Uh, the nutritional a- information listed on the company's website reveals half a rack of St. Louis style barbecue ribs also contains 74 grams of fat, 2,670 2, milligrams of sodium, and 40 grams of sugar. 40 grams of sugar. Mm-hmm. I bet you those are tasty. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Yeah, you probably just go in a diabetic shock at the couple of bites. I'm gonna get some yams to go along with it too. You just pass out and start like no, falling on yeah, the floor. Your, your whole meal is like five thousand calories. Uh, now this will come as no surprise. Speaking of calories, um, I'm assuming everybody probably knows this, but prepare to be shocked, men and ladies. Oh, North Carolina scientists at 
Duke University. Mm-hmm. So you know it's real. Okay. So Duke. Have determined that women require more sleep than men. But it is unlikely women are getting adequate rest. Therefore, women are more aggressive, hostile, and irritated due to insufficient sleep. Really? That's what I we're going to blame I, it on? I think that's just people in general. We're going to blame it on but the sleep? Researchers tracked... They did research, Karen. Okay. okay. Researchers tracked 210 men and women and questioned them about how they felt and tested blood. Not only were women who slept poorly grumpier than guys, but they were at high risk for serious health problems. When women skimp on sleep, they endure psychological, physiological, emotional, and mental penalties. Women suffer from a heightened risk of depression and stroke from sleep deprivation. The study appeared online in the journal Brain Behavior and Immunity and found that poor sleep was responsible for greater physio, uh, psychological distress and higher levels of biomarkers and associated with heart disease and type 2 diabetes. Uh, fibrinogen blood clotting factors linked to the strokes and inflammation markers associated with pain that were directly influenced as the research found women particularly susceptible to the influence of sleep deficit. You know, yeah. maybe it was lack of sleep that why I got my first felony. Well, I don't know. Yeah, women, I, I wish I'd have known that I would have used that in court and not have been like your honor. Research well, it, said, has shown. it says here men's level of side effects from lack of sleep were negligible in comparison. Doesn't matter. I, I want gender equality in this study. Men showed no noted increase in development uh, in developing the ailments that affected women when they lost sleep. You know what? I'm going to say something about this. A, this study should have been bigger. Mm. And B, when you ask men how they feel, I'm a Ike. That's all you go. I'm a Ike. <laughs> like men, like women will fucking tell you, I got a headache. I got this. Like <laughs> women will talk to motherfucking people to death. They'll say, Oh, let's get this bitch out of here. A man, man, you like how you feel? I'm okay. You got a headache? No. You got this? No. You got that? No. That's why it was no change. Okay. Yeah. Fuck this survey. <laughs> excellent, excellent. I don't know, Karen. You sound kind of grumpy. Maybe you need to take a nap. <laughs> no, I might. <laughs> I might need to lay down for a little bit. It yeah, like two, two, and 210 people really is, is not a big enough study. Now, if you did a few thousand, you know, and then it don't tell you what age group. They don't tell you what, what the race of the people are, what the nationality. Like, like to me, you need to do a better study. And well, that's scientists, Karen. It, they it, must it, be it right. Don't, it, don't, it don't matter. It don't matter. And to me, also... You don't take into consideration that in most uh, households that are uh, like the the what we call traditional household, a lot of women work all day and then come home and take cook and clean, take care of the kids. So a lot of women yes, have tendency should. to get to uh, the lack of sleep. Uh, y- yeah, you know what? Yeah, as they should. <laughs> you know what? Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what, Justin? I. I got to agree I run with my you. household. Yeah, mm-hmm. Justin trying not to get back invited back. You <laughs> <laughs> ain't been back that long. I already be trolling Karen. Uh, get it how you live. I man. didn't say this household. You uh, said most. Hey, get it households. how you live. Get it how you live. Man. <laughs> I know you like to walk on the wild side. You said most households. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right, man. Let's get into some guest race. But you oh, know. but right, get your woman, man. Get your. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm like Stannis. <laughs> you just go. Let her. I'm about to go look out that window like Stannis Baratheon. You just go let her talk to me like that. Yeah. Yeah. Stare get out you, the window. Get your woman. You just go let her talk to me like that. And maybe you've given in to darkness too. <laughs> and the fire you know, you know I'm doing them aerobics classes with them underwater weights. <laughs> Lock uh, him in a cell. Can't ever buy the strippers off yeah. the chain. <laughs> I know, right? Lock him in a cell. Uh, all right. Uh, let's do some guest the race. Justin, you know how this goes. Don't look at the screen. Everybody else out there uh, that want to. Check out wheels on it. Y'all guys want to uh, try to get it in. 
and go up against one of the best at guess the race. He is Measure yourself good. against Justin. Well, today is your lucky day. Okay. Nobody is um, as prejudiced and racist as I am. Nobody. He, he got the six cents. Here's the first article. Police say that it was almost like the Wild West. The two mothers involved set up a time and a place to meet and settle something that happened between their daughters on a ride home from the bus. For once, it ended her life. Mm-hmm. The bullying has got to the part where they're killing now. Mm-hmm. The rage. A mother kills another mother after their daughters got into what police are saying was a minor incident on a Mercer County school bus. Wow. What well, they described as best friends. Like I said, kids have fallen out. They can bicker, they can fight, and the next day they'll be fine. Children forgive more easily than adults. A series of text messages led to the mother's meeting, taking their daughter's problems into their own hands. Don't step in physically or emotionally and start to attack others, either verbally or physically. Instead, Sergeant Clemens says the parents should have called the school and had them get involved. Mm-hmm. They could have contacted the transportation director, Mr. Scott, they could have which Clemens says has become much more common with the use of today's technology. It's easier to text, get on Facebook, Twitter, you know, whatever, and make threats than it is face-to-face. I think that's making it easier for these kind of things to happen, and then like, it escalates, and then you have an incident. Now, police are awaiting a search warrant to be able to see what exactly Schwegel and Kowalski texted each other leading up to the shooting. Kowalski does not have a bond set for her. Greg, back to you. All right, Josh McKenna, hmm. thank you very much. We're going to switch gears now to weather. Meteorology. I don't care about your weather. Um, <laughs> all right, so, Justin, guess the race. Uh, now, you, you almost tricked me with this story. Uh, it was like two people meeting the fight. Oh mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I was over, like some, over some bullying that happened on the school bus. Oh uh, yeah, I was like, yeah, but you know, black people we just settle our own problems. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but then once I started to hear the accents and um, the tone of the other eyewitness accounts, mm-hmm. I'm just gonna go with white. All right, let me check the chat room. I'm gonna call this a vanilla swirl: one white, one black, two sixteen and pregnant cheddars, <laughs> one hour of sleep. Based on the last name, trailer park trash. Chimichanga, a strawberry picker, and a lowrider. Hold my bush bear, redneck white. Uh, <laughs> white, white, then Doc Holiday in Tombstone when he was sick and dying. Oh, hell. Oh. <laughs> I'll be a huckleberry. <laughs> you know that was Leonard Brothers, man. Yeah, that dude is, shouts out Leonard Brothers, Light Skin Coalition. What's up? <laughs> this story too sad to guess the race, but I'm going to go TPT. I don't know what that means. Yeah, what is it? TPT? I don't know. Trailer park trash? Is that nope. what that is? Uh, the same race as an innocent bystander from innocent, from innocent to Chicago shooting. NC State student that drives a tractor to class with Leonard Brothers riding, riding shoddy. One who fully supports the NRA initiative to arm our teachers. Uh, correct answer is white. It was two white women that got into this ignorance based off a of school bus. Did you hear the logic of the other eyewitness? She was like, you know, you could have contacted the school board. You could have contacted some other officials. And I was like, who the fuck knows how to reach those people, really? Right. <laughs> like, this shit is not as easily accessible this isn't for the, some. This isn't the 40s where you just hit, uh, where you just hit, operator, put the school board on the line. <laughs> uh, and they can hook you through. All right, next, uh, next one. 
now to the latest developments in a bizarre story coming out of southwest Houston. Bizarre indeed. Police say two women got into a fight over the man who got them both pregnant. The fight happened <laughs> on Ravenswood, and one of them ended up in the hospital. reporter <laughs> Simon Gutierrez live at the medical center where that woman is being treated. Simon, good morning. Uh, that 21-year-old woman still recovering from injuries to both legs, one of them a severely broken leg. She was four months pregnant, according to police, and was assaulted by her boyfriend's ex, who they say is five months pregnant. <laughs> this all happened. Now, do the math. Her boyfriend has her four months pregnant. His ex is five months pregnant. <laughs> So, unless they just started dating, like, right around, like, that one-month period, some shit's happening. Yesterday, mid-morning, police say the two women had an ongoing dispute which centered around this man, 26-year-old Christopher Cheney. Cheney told us his ex-girlfriend, 26-year-old Sherelle Hunter, who is the mother of two of his kids, <laughs> took the keys to his car from inside his home. He said his current girlfriend, 21-year-old Elise Kelly, had a problem with that. When I came outside, I seen my kid mother punching on the window saying she wanted to fight the other one. And my other kid mother get out the car with... By the way, uh, as a visual reference, he is holding his cell phone the entire time he's talking to this news camera. Like he was on a call. <laughs> didn't didn't hang up or tell them hold on. No, just no. took the phone away from his face and, and started talking to the camera. I love the fact too. He said he refers to him as my kid's mother, not my mm -hmm. baby's mama. Mm -hmm. Or he's my 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 child's mother. Okay, going off that guess the race. Flashlight, trying to hit the other one, and she walked towards the house, getting away from the flashlight, and she actually, you know, revved the engine up and drove into drove her into the the brick. According to police, immediately, immediately resumed his fucking phone conversation. <laughs> like, he ran her into the brick. Yeah, nigga, I'm back. Yeah, what's up? How, how, nah, how you doing? Nah, these motherfuckers tripping down. Talking about yeah. some damn baby mamas or some shit. I don't know. I ain't got time for that. Anyway, girl. <laughs> anyway, girl, what you doing? And I'm trying to get you pregnant. <laughs> Kelly was pinned against the wall, the impact breaking both of her legs. She was taken to Herman Hospital. Police say both she and the baby were in stable condition. As of last night, police were still looking for the other woman. She faces charges of aggravated assault and is also wanted on outstanding warrants. He knows how to pick them. So, Justin, uh, what race are you going with? Um, I'm going to go with a woman that comes outside on her head scarf saying, I wish a bitch would. All right. And <laughs> she did. Tara Lynn said with a car. Tara Lynn said nigga getting ready for TLC's TV special all them kids. <laughs> Ast astronaut insects. <laughs> blue gums covered, blue gums colored. Blacker than the malt liquor at the Bayou Classic. She wears a di disguise to look like human guys. She's not a girl, she's a jigaboo. Oh lord. Black guy white girls with low standards. Blacker than George Clinton's mugshot. Characters in the Tyler Perry next movie, Temptation 2. <laughs> so, same race as Jerry Springer guest who was back for the fifth game time trying to figure out who the baby daddy is. Shawty Lowe in two of his baby mamas. Rainbow colored weed wear in a dark alley black. A red lobster or golden corral either at the church. One who started as a side chick, now she here. Oh. <laughs> wearing, oh, a, wearing a bloody blonde lace front. The correct answer is black everybody involves black yo i don't know how anyone missed that <laughs> that phone call though i wish i could have seen it he was talking 
After he finished talking, he put that phone right back. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start. Put it in the chat for people that want to see it, but it's worth watching this video just for the phone call because he literally just—I mean, he never even says "hang on." He just is like, "Yeah, you know, I guess one of them was doing this and the other one was doing that." And da da da. Then he just hops right back on the phone, like, "Yep." <laughs> I'm, nothing to see here. I'm gonna guess my next one based on the type of um reporter they send out to the scene. Because okay. I knew Gutierrez, I was like, yeah, he got a little um ethnicity to him. They can't send they can't send a white guy to a neighborhood to deal with um some shit like that. Um, this is just not guess the race. This is just fucking stupid. Uh, uh-huh. just a Darwin Award winning moment right here uh for somebody uh who, who straight up died on some dumb shit. Uh, if it'll play. Why is it telling me it's playing an advertisement when it's not? Refresh the page? Um, I don't know. I'll try refreshing it. So let me tell you about my two baby mamas. Mm-hmm. Um, At so, uh, the time they broke each other's leg, driving over each other in the parking lot? No, man. So, you know, it's Valentine's, and you know, I'm chilling with my main baby mama. You know what I mean? The one like, I live with. Like you would want to do. <laughs> developing story out of downtown Sacramento. A man is found hanging from a building. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Who put up that Batman? To explain the bizarre incidents. Hey, Sean. Yeah, good afternoon, guys. We can tell you the firefighters still scratching their heads as to how this happened. How did this person get into the building? We know it happened a couple of blocks from the Capitol, and it did close down some streets, affecting the rush hour commute on this extensive rescue. It looked like a scene right out of a Hollywood movie. A man hanging from an office building at 1201 K Street. He had uh, uh, two pieces of rope uh, that were looped around his body in a fashion uh, that at times is used in different military operations or different uh, mountaineering, free mountaineering uh, techniques. Firefighters found the man hanging from the 17th floor. The way that the rope was looped around him. Um, put him in a, into a position where he was more in a seated position. Um, whether he got stuck in that position, whether he had a medical emergency at some point at that position. As people nervously watched, a firefighter rappelled down the building to rescue the man. But it was too late. He was already dead. I, I actually have no indication as to how long he'd been up there, whether he'd been there for the weekend, whether he'd been there for the day. Um, uh, an hour earlier, you know, I, I, I don't know. Firefighters say they don't believe the person worked at the building, and investigators are hoping the building security cameras will provide some answers. Nothing that leads us to believe that this was a suicide. Um, the police department, as well as the coroners with the building engineers right now, looking at some evidence that they have in the building. Um, it's looking more like uh, accidental more than anything else. What the hell was he planning on doing then? He was up there spray painting and asphyxiated himself oh <gasps> yeah because you know the fumes from the can can knock you the fuck out so he killed himself illegally spray painting some shit what yep. a dumbass. I, and i was thinking i thought the guy was like yeah he had um some web shooters and he was trying to go from <laughs> yeah, one building to I, the next. I thought that's what he I was thought gonna that say was first. like we talked to commissioner <laughs> gordon about this issue <laughs> Like, who the fuck hangs from yeah. the side of a building? And he was on K Street where K kids dance for kill yourself. He is survived <laughs> by his girlfriend, Mary J. Watson. <laughs> uh, Mary, oh, Jane. Mary Jane. Mary Jane had a lot to say. Uh, all right, it is back to guess the race. This is uh, something we've been talking about on the show for a while. 
coverage you can count on. New tonight and only on Action 7 News, a bizarre and disgusting case in Santa Fe. Police are investigating a man accused of biting his ex-girlfriend's toe off. Action 7 oh. News reporter Alana Grimstad explains what happened, but we do want to warn you, you may find some of these pictures disturbing. There's a theme to this very strange story. Yuck. Who does that? And it has to do with feet. It's odd, extremely odd. Santa Fe police say this man, 27-year-old Daniel Anaya, was arrested after biting off the tip of his ex-girlfriend's big toe. Oh, my God. All the way to the bone. That's what oh. makes us feel that he's dangerous. Police say Anaya broke into his ex-girlfriend's apartment. Made some rather strange requests and asked her if he could smell her feet she refused and then he got violent slamming her against a wall mm. removing her shoes and socks while his ex says she was screaming and fighting to get away. She struggled with him. She attempted to kick at him. She attempted to get from the area. But officials say Anaya held her down and took several bites out of her big toe before she ran, bloody and in extreme pain, to the neighbor's house for help. He needs help, and um, hopefully he'll be able to get in. And believe it or not, this was not the first time. In fact, the victim told police the reason she broke up with Anaya in the first place was because he bit off the toenail on her other big toe. And that's what she decided that she thought this was going to extremes and she no longer wanted to be involved in this relationship. Here's what we know about Daniel Anaya. He's a college student here in Santa Fe and adding another twist to this case, he works in the shoe department of a local <laughs> store. But tonight he's not at work or school. He's in jail. Reporting in Santa Fe, Alana Grimstad. Shit, and without a job, I wouldn't want him working in my shoe department. Burglary and aggravated battery charges, and is being held on a fifty thousand dollar bond. Police say they haven't found the bitten off part of the victim's toe. He swallowed it. (laughs) Sounds like uh, he was a homosexual that came out of the closet. He's no longer on the down toe. (laughs) He's on the bite toe. Uh, So, Justin, what race do you think he is? Oh man, that's uh, challenging. I'm going to go with other and. He definitely likes to. They get her the Taco Bella. All right. Chat, the chat room says, Rex Ryan, bitch, you've been fucking Mark Sanchez again, right? <laughs> he dipped the feet in salsa verde before eating Hispanic. Oh. One who crossed the border and was a little hungry after the trip. <laughs> I'm going to go with my gut and say Gouda Gobbler. White, says Barger. Uh They crackers, homosexuals, cannibalized. The only white chick would keep fucking with him. Um, that toe must have been good as that cool ranch local taco has said. <laughs> Grinding to the NBA black. Lucy, you got some explaining to do. <laughs> Cheddar, a young Latin male who has 50 souls of gray. The correct answer is Latino. Oh, that's hilarious. 50 souls of gray. Yeah. Uh, this isn't even like worth discussing that much, but I just want to play this clip. Mm-hmm. Uh, People say, Rod, why don't why don't you even consider voting Republican? And uh, let me just play this clip. Uh, I used to own, my, my father had a ranch. We used to hire fifty to sixty wetbacks and uh, pick tomatoes. You know, it takes two people to pick the same tomatoes now. Uh, it's all done by machine. Also, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, that's Republican Representative Don Young uh, out of Alaska. Uh, says he meant no disrespect by referring to re- farm workers on his father's ranch as wetbacks. So, he meant no harm. I mean, his best friend is a wetback. Why would he mean disrespect? Yeah. 
He knows tons of them. You people need to calm down. That's right. I said you people. And by you, he means Latinos. Nope. I meant wetbacks. All right. Time to to, uh, catch a predator here. Uh Uh-oh. Fox 2 follow-up, a concerned Detroit dad sets up his own sting operation to catch a suspected child predator. He says he even got the suspect's confession on videotape. Fox 2's Mario Liu with more from the dad and the suspect. He came with condoms in his pocket, and I have a video of him saying, I came to have sex with your daughter. Do you know how old Ariel is? <laughs> I know how old Ariel is. How old is Ariel? She's 13. Caught in the act, Antoine Martin believes he <laughs> saved his daughter's innocence. He set up a sting operation after he noticed inappropriate messages on his 13-year-old's Facebook page. Just like I suspected, he escalated and went from just talking to her, being a big brother, quote-unquote type, to saying that he wanted to be her secret boyfriend and that he wanted to have sexual relations with her and how sexy she was. The Martin family met the suspect <laughs> at the Boys and Girls... Can you imagine... I, I can't imagine and, and, telling any 13-year-old how sexy they are. Like, girl, you, s- you so sexy. Nothing. The way you be carrying your book bag to class and getting <laughs> on the bus. You, you sexy. Well, That's you what be, remind you me mean, of You be doing them fractions and them long divisions, girl. Ooh. You know how you don't know who the president was before Obama? Girl, damn. <laughs> <laughs> I love when I... When I ask you, when I when I recite the lyrics to a rap song, you don't even know what the who hell that I'm is. talking about. <laughs> Club of Southeastern Michigan in Highland Park, where his daughter spent time after school, posing as his daughter. Martin accepted the suspect's invitation for a personal visit, <gasps> but he had something else in mind. Once he came and walked in the house, I I grabbed him, I grabbed him, and held him for the police. Ultimately, the 22-year-old suspect was arrested, and this father handed the cops a videotaped confession. Tell me why you came here today. Tell the truth. I came here because I thought Ariel wanted to be my my girlfriend, so I came here. He's like he's mentally ill. Time with her and do what? And to have. That's a man. No, he's not mentally ill. Okay, that's a man that has a mean, a mad father that just grabbed him and tied him up. Okay. And has He's, a dog. Has a dog <laughs> <His> somewhere. <pistol. laughs> and and, and a camera pointed at him and is like, nigga, confess before it gets real. Because I'm about to whoop your ass. Because he is struggling. Like He's like, I... I'm gonna be okay, real with that's you. That's why he sound I, yeah. Cause, I came here. Cause he's he trying to get that breath. Cause he's like, nigga, if you lie to me, yeah, I, I will, I will hurt you. And any parent would say that. Mess like, with that child. And he's still holding out hope because I know how the pedophile mind works from watching so many episodes of To Catch a Predator. He's still holding out hope that somehow he can get out. You know oh, what that's I'm not happening. Like he's still holding out hope, so he's like, uh, maybe if I just act really repentant and I just say I'm really sorry, that they'll let me go. And uh no, that's why your ass on the news. And he'll get an opportunity to get with that thirteen year old. Yeah, you might still be able to get at least some thirteen year old. Oh, that's grown ass women. Come on, dog. Um sex work. I do not want this to go on to the worst Coast club. I do not want this to go public, man. See? I'm sorry. I swear to God I'm sorry. See, he still thought he had a chance. Oh, I told you. Oh, I, I know how the mind, the yeah. pedophile mind works. He thought if I just look sorry enough and show contrition this might i might be able to save myself from this going public do you be like he should say do, do you have some lemonade and some cookies before that <laughs> <laughs> yeah that should be every pedophile's first demand was like i'm about to record you i need a confession it's like 
okay, I got, I need two things. I need lemonade and some cookies, so I'm not saying shit. Yep. <laughs> yo, how did he ever get them to just chill out? Uh, yo, house with cookies. Pedophiles are cowardly, man. They don't want none. <laughs> handed the cops a videotaped confession. Tell me why you came here today. Tell the truth. I came here because I thought Ariel wanted to be my my girlfriend. So <laughs> he was about to say bitch. To spend time with her and do what? And to have sex with her. I do not want this to go on to the World Sports Club. I do not want this to go public, man. I'm sorry. I swear to God, I'm sorry. He's supposed to be there to help the kids. He said he has a problem. He had a thirst is what he said. He to try to get help, and this will be the last time. So there are some questions here. Was the father within his legal rights? Is this entrapment? He was thirsty. Did the defense say the confession was coerced? Fox 2 legal analyst Charlie Langton here with those answers. Well, here's the first thing. If, if, can the father do what he did? Short answer is yes. No. Does I'm just saying, drink a Gatorade. You got, <laughs> you got a goddamn thirsty. <laughs> Thank you some have some rights, and yes, I would say the first thing would be entrapment. There's a reason why police get involved and kind of do these sting operations. Why? They know what they're doing. Does the father really know what he's doing? Did he encourage this particular suspect to do what he did? That's the first thing. Second thing, the confession. Now, the confession, they're always, almost always challenged. No matter, even if the cops do it, the father does it, whatever. I would imagine this one will be a challenge as well. Thankfully, this kid can go back to being daddy's little girl. If nothing else. year old with a nosy father. What something can? he can't dispute is them Facebook posts, dog. Yeah, yeah. And they show, like, they won't show his daughter's face, but they keep showing. It's weird, though. The camera's showing his daughter's body, but not her face. And they're showing her from behind. I'm like... So that's why the pedophile was into her. Mm-hmm. And, and my thing is this. That's a father with a lot of patience. Because as soon as he said, I came over here to have sex with you at the camera. Oh, oh, do, 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 do. <laughs> yeah, dude didn't have no black eyes or yeah, nothing. It was but like, he, like he was tied up or something. Yeah, I was like, that's, that's a father with a lot of patience. Would move heaven and earth to keep her safe. The kids might not be happy about it, but go through that stuff. Make sure that, that you know what's going on. It's very important. The suspect yeah, is still in police custody and has not been arraigned. Mr. Martin says there were witnesses to the video confession and it was not coerced. He says he read the Michigan Penal Code for a citizen's arrest and followed everything by the book so this confession would stick. I'm Maria mm, Lewis. Mm-hmm. Marielle James Evans out here handling his business. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and get up off Penny. And, and my thing is this: maybe this is just me and and the way I feel. But my thing is this: if a child's in your house, rights they don't have. And a lot of parents be like, "Well, my kids got right." Yes, your your child does do have some rights, but. Imagine if he hadn't have, and imagine if that was really his daughter. And imagine this dude would have came over there and fucked his child. We'd had a whole other set of issues. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, the you do you from- do need to know what your children are doing and monitor them. Mm-hmm. The Boys and Girls Club says the suspect recently visited the Highland Park location, but has not been a volunteer for three years. Nope. <laughs> All right. So here's the thing. Uh, I agree with Karen. I'd even take it a step further. This is why you need to go through your woman's purse. Okay. It's uh, all people you, call you no. nosy. People call you nosy, but I'm not a child. I'm but not sometimes years you, have old. To, you have to protect these women from themselves. Nope. nope. You nope. never know what gender, kind of gender roles require this, though, Karen. Yep. Gen- gender roles in a traditional home, which you agreed to earlier. This is why Karen is not the uh, the love relationship advice columnist like I am. Nope. You I, agreed I, I to sure this earlier, right. so, so now you now you flip flopping. Now you don't want traditional yeah, gender roles in right. the house. I, I sure don't. Yes, I am. 
Kindness is caring. Mm. So guess the race. <laughs> you just a little sleepy. So, so guess the race. Let my blood pressure. Oh, go that's down. James Evans all day long. <laughs> black. So guess the race, Justin. Oh, he black. James Evans. Black. Okay, black. All right, let's check the chat room. One who has a high chance of losing leg to diabetes and getting a diploma. Black. <laughs> oh lord. Ghost dog and ghost dad and race and race black father. Seal black. A black father not only present but protecting his kids is impossible. But for some reason, I believe he held his gun sideways to get that <laughs> Finn from Law and Order SVU and a perp. Chris Hansen or I offered this food, watermelon and grape drink. <laughs> one, one who says, yes, I think he deserved to die and I hope he burns in hell. Aww. Crown Royal bag carrier, black father, white suspect, Hennessy black. Everybody involved was black. So um, that was easy for those who got it. Um, all right, one more. Let's do another guest to race. Um, why is this sound? And, uh, this, it's just a little sleepy. This station just doesn't have volume. Must on, be a woman uh, um, newscaster on that video. So uh, we won't be using this one for guest the race. I I'm guess. definitely, I'm definitely using that when I get to the house. Oh, you just a little sleepy. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> you no, know, y'all be grumpier. It's, it's not my fault. Um, all right, uh, here we go. Here's another one. Um, this is about a man. Who, uh, couldn't all of a drive. I see all kinds of people running and screaming toward the back of the Walmart. It's like, what's going on? I'm trying to ask these people, what's going on? Did anyone want to stop? I mean, they were, they were just like panicking, and, and you can see the fear on their faces. I mean, they're running toward can, the can, end, can we pause the that? Hold on. Like, pause it. Yeah. If everybody's running and they don't want to stop, why are you asking them questions? <laughs> I want to ask you this in, a person that they got the camera in their face. You need to run to ask questions later. <laughs> And I'm thinking, what the heck is going on? I mean, I couldn't believe it. Like, it, was, it was unbelievable fear in these people's faces. And I'm thinking, I better get the heck out of here. I saw the car inside. They're like 10 or 15 feet. The person had drove, driven through the glass doors. And I guess something stopped him because he was like 10 or 15 feet inside. And you can see the car there. Oh, man. I might, it's like my heart was beating the whole time. I had no idea what was going on. Not from running. People were panicking and running. All right. So uh, that is a witness to the crime. A man plowed a car through the front doors of Walmart in California Sunday, then attacked customers with a blunt object. (gasps) The suspect drove more than 10 feet into the store in San Jose, California, got out the car, began assaulting people. Uh, He almost ran me over. He was in there to hurt people, one shaking witness told CNN. Four people were injured, one seriously, Morales said. The CNN affiliate showed video of the deep red Oldsmobile that had smashed into a beer display, leaving boxes of canned Budweiser scattered on the Walmart store floor. The suspect was arrested on assault charges and remained in custody. His motive wasn't clear, but they believe drugs and alcohol might be involved. My bad. I thought they showed his face, but apparently it didn't. So. What about the um the eyewitness is- account? He definitely was white. He definitely was a yeah. star member on Seinfeld. Yeah, I, yeah, he looked like Hispanic or white. I couldn't tell. Yeah, and I do have a problem with that because I was like, "You do have a problem with that? Wow, I can't no, believe you have a problem no, with people doing that." Not right? with him being Hispanic or white, but for the <laughs> fact that after you read the story, whoever whoever did this crashed through the building, <laughs> got out, started attacking people, and you talking about why is they running? I don't comprehend <laughs> this. <laughs> Running? Why is everybody running but me? Yeah, you need to get ate by the dinosaur, sir. Quit <laughs> <laughs> being fucking stupid. <laughs> right. Land of the lost. Uh, we got to talk about this because we always do. So ratchetness. Um, 
there was a standoff involving a fucking SWAT team Uh-oh. and a domestic violence uh, suspect. Oh, shit. Because people don't know how to fucking act when it comes <laughs> to these goddamn swords, man. Like, I don't I don't get what's wrong with people. Um, I don't know if I... If, listen, if you have loved ones and they have a sword... This is against the race? Um, no. Okay. If you have loved ones and they have a sword, watch your back. And we are following breaking news out of El Cajon where a SWAT standoff has just now come to an end. The suspect now in custody. It happened on Dominguez Way near Madison Avenue and El Cajon Valley High School. Fox News Matt Johnson, he is live on the scene with all the details. Matt, good morning. What can you tell us? Hi, good morning. Well, some very frightening moments for all of these residents that live nearby that heard the yelling, heard the threats being made towards police and saw this man wielding several knives inside of his apartment. Right now, it has all come to an end. He is in police custody. He came out uh, wielding two large swords, and uh, police deployed some uh, non-lethal tactics and have taken him into custody. So this is what it looks like right now. We're right next to that high school that you had just mentioned. High school is going to be open uh, to students today, classes as scheduled. You can see that the roadway has also been reopened. This is Madison Avenue. It was shut down during the SWAT standoff that lasted nearly six hours. You can see that we're a safe distance away from where um, this apartment complex was because they weren't exactly sure how this was all going to end. Well, it started around 11.30 last night. Police were called to the apartment on the 10,000 block of Madison Avenue in El Cajon by a woman who said that she had been beaten by her husband. She was taken to a hospital for non-life-threatening injuries. Her six-year-old daughter also made it out of the apartment safely. Shortly after, the suspect was holed up in the apartment armed with several knives and swords and a machete as I mentioned, Shit. yelling threats at police. Neighbors, uh, dozens of people had to be evacuated. Here's now from them. The whole time he was just, he was being real aggressive, loud, breaking everything in the house. I mean, he pretty much destroyed the apartment. I mean, he was just pacing back and forth, telling the cops that he's not going to come outside, that this isn't going to end well. Has there been issues here before? No. Um, I mean, we know, that's my husband, we know his family pretty well. His little girl always comes over every weekend and plays with our little girl. So, I mean, not we anymore. Never him. We've never Definitely seen him this violent. She said, That's my husband, so I know pretty scene. well. Almost six hours later from when this all started, police fired tear gas into that apartment. The suspect then walked outside armed with swords, and police fired non lethal rounds at him and took him into custody. Right now, he's being evaluated. El Cajon High School, right next to this, uh, was used as a temporary shelter for about a dozen folks that had to be evacuated from their nearby apartments. Um, they are, again, allowed back into their apartments. Right now, I'm being told the school is going to be open and classes are as scheduled. That's the very latest. We're going to see. All right. So that was just so ratchetness. Why is it that the norm that police just carry around, um, you know, non-lethal rounds? Yeah. I don't because niggas got guns. So. Yeah, but it's real guns, real bullets. But yeah. how often do you really see a policeman in a shootout that they aren't initiating? Which is because they have, we know they have lethal rounds. Ain't right. that the truth? That's, that's why we don't see. Because if everybody those, knew they had fake rounds, people would fuck with them. But right. those bullets hurt and will knock your ass out just the same. Man, motherfuckers ignorant. They don't care. It's like how people don't respect the taser. It's like a taser hurt, motherfucker, and people still be like, <laughs> fuck you, man, do it. I don't give a fuck, motherfucker. Nah, like, Roger, Roger, uncle told us about that shit. And so he, that one dude, don't tase me, bro. Oh, yeah. Roger, uncle said, you can't breathe. I was like, no, thank you. 
uh toronto a toronto pastor oh canada is accused of Uh-oh. using his position as a religious leader to take sexual advantage of numerous female pa- members of his congregation one of whom is barely a teenager he'll remain behind bars for the weekend so that's good for the weekend barely good job Tanner. good job Tanner. Uh, will, he, will he be out for uh press service and send him on at 8 a.m way to keep your way to keep your uh pedophiles locked up for 48 hours good job canada um Facing eight charges of sexual assault and other offenses, Artelino Vallada, 36, stared sullenly at the floor of the prisoner's box when he appeared in the Scarborough courtroom Friday with half a dozen or so members of the Jesus Christ, the Open Door Church, on hand for support. The preacher appeared to be moments away from being granted bail, but a last-minute snag prompted the judge to put the hearing on hold until next week. Uh, four young women and teenage girls came forward recently with accusations of inappropriate sexual behavior involving their pastor, Toronto Police Constable Tony Vela, uh, said. Uh, the uh, alleged victims, who ranged in age between 14 and 21, so he liked them young. Real young. Uh, uh, claimed they were molested p- numerous times, occasionally between November 10th and January 2013. We are concerned about the possibility there may be more victims. Jesus Christ, the open door church. <laughs> he was open door, all right. <laughs> Letting the whole doors open. Um, with only about 80% of the congregation is currently located in an industrial building near Black Creek. Uh, you never trust these churches that are located in these industrial buildings. It's like, this used to be a Best Buy, now it's a church. It's like, yeah, you probably get a little molesty in there. Uh, <laughs> it has been a registered charity since December 2007, collecting more than $55,000 a year in donations. An online description states the church holds weekly services for prayer and worship and also provides religious ex- education and instruction for all ages. Velada, who is from the Philippines, has been a pastor at the church since it opened six years ago. He surrendered to police Thursday and was taken into custody. The father of four is charged with four counts of sexual assault. Two counts of sexual interference and two counts of invitation to sexual t- touching. Um, John McMillan, a founder of the church and president of his board of directors, was among Velada's supporters in court Friday and had planned to bail the pastor out. They always got to, it's always somebody's like, he a pastor, we got to let him out. Um, but uh, yeah, so they, they basically said, uh, you know got to free the pastor but he had to stay in there for the weekend guess the race of mr velada peacher pedophile pimp <laughs> um it's in canada i know it's tough i'm just gonna go with white white all right let's take the chat room tiger woods white eddie long black filipino Whiter than the cum he shot on those young girls. <laughs> oh, Lord. Ching Chong Slope. Um, Asian? Question mark. Okay. I don't know if that's an answer or a question. French nigga. One who convinced his followers to taste French his holy nigga. milk out of Lumpia. Out of his Lumpia. Uh, remote control black. The correct answer is Asian. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's an Asian man. Um, that one was tricky. Yeah, well, you know how it is, man. Um, all right, I, I, I didn't, I didn't know about this story, but um, see if I can look it up real quick. Uh, say Georgia standardized test uh, answers. Yep. Do you, you know about the story already? Like you yep. can break it down some, or yeah, um, it's, just, it's just interesting. I found. I think if you read it or if you play the clip on it, you'll find it interesting. All right, let me see if I can find it real quick. Uh, 
Um, and let's see. Had to check news real quick. It's live podcasting, y'all. That's how we do it. After cheating scandal, um, let's see here. This is on Fox. After Georgia cheating scandal, could school choice finally be the right answer? Um, I don't know if that not that don't sound like it's the same thing, is it? Might be. They arrested like twenty something teachers. Uh, let's see. My first question after reading about seven teachers in Atlanta, Georgia public school accused of altering standardized test scores, uh, uh, that make it appear students performed better than they actually did is how could they? Second, the seven were nicknamed the chosen. And according to Georgia State investigator Richard Hyde, the less than magnificent seven sat in a locked room without, without windows, erasing wrong answers and inserting correct ones. It's the one thing for a child to cheat on a test, quite another for teachers to do it. So they were taking <laughs> some people who's failing oh, the oh, test. Ain't, ain't this the one where they were having parties? I don't know. Yeah, because it's the same one. Is it the same? Is this just like it's finally going well, to trial or something? Well, well, is this is this the same story? Is this the same story, different story? Because I heard something where teachers were actually doing this. Yeah, we covered that parties. on the show before. No, this one. This is more recent. Like I, this I happened over the weekend. Story, baby. According to New York Times, the scandal goes beyond cheating. Retired District Superintendent Beverly L. Hall among thirty-five yeah, Atlanta. Educators indicated by Fulton County Grand Jury, Dr. Hall was charged with racketeering, theft, influencing witnesses, conspiracy, and making false statements. Hall reportedly earned more than $500,000 in performance bonuses. She faces up to 45 years in prison. Wow. This is what happens when we incentivize uh, the like the performance on tests. And we link as, it with teachers. Right. This is what happens when we incentivize the performance on tests to uh teacher salary mm-hmm. because once you tell somebody like all you got to do to make money is have these kids do well on tests and the tests are standardized anyway you do run the risk of them just being like well cheat on the test and you know why wouldn't they a lot of people a lot more people than you think cheat like, their I, way through college yeah. cheat their way through yeah, they do life in general they like, do why wouldn't this happen and a teacher like i'm not losing my job because i have to deal with incompetent students but it's the thing is, like, at first I was like, wait, this actually had the superintendent involved, not just maybe, like, yeah. some teachers got together and you was like, this is what we need to do. You have money at stake, too. Yeah, well, she she did it because $500,000? Yeah, like, she the ringleader. How do you not do it? <laughs> but at first, when I first just glanced over it, I was like, oh, so teachers, you know, they got together to pass their students, so, you know, make their yeah. school look good, get uh, raises for themselves or whatever. But I was like, oh, the superintendent running this thing. Yeah, that's stupid, man. Like... Um, and then it was all poor and minority students, so they of basically course. were uh, more hurt. Like, like this is the thing. Like, you would think, like, oh, this is helpful. Like, no, it's actually more hurtful that it was uh, minority students exclusively and poor students exclusively. Because uh, this this now is like, how do you help them? Because you can't even throw money at the problem. Because a lot of times what we do. Uh, is throw, throw money at these problems. Like, well, just mm-hmm. if you charge, if you make the teachers pay more, if you pay teachers more for successful students, if you do this, if you do that, and this is why I've always kind of been against the Republican notion that uh, everything can be run like a business. Like, no, it can't. You can't turn this into Wall Street, uh, where you have uh, people getting parachute uh, uh, clauses and. People getting uh, bonuses and people getting all. You can't turn teaching into that. No, because you're dealing with real people. You're dealing with children. 
You're dealing right. with households, children. When, you have to think when a teacher comes, and let's say she had 30 students. These are 30 students from all types of backgrounds. Like a girlfriend of mine who used to drive the uh, bus in CMS said that uh, they would have children sleep on the bus. Yeah. They would have, you know, children be abused. All kinds of shit. Well, teachers, teachers need to feel secure in order to actually do these jobs. Like, it's not like McDonald's. You can't, no, it's not. You can't hold the idea of being fired or underperforming over a teacher's head constantly because, unfortunately, that's the way that a lot of Republicans see motivation. They can only see it as, well, if poor people want to get welfare, they, they better, you know, we will threaten to take it away from them. And then they'll not, have to get a job. And it's like, you're not helping the problem. In right. Fact, you're it's making like the you're making problem worse. worse. Right. And that's kind of how they teach. They, they deal with teaching. They deal with every problem with, well, if you take away something from them, then they'll do better. And it's like, there's too many situations where we found out this is not true and it does not work the way that you say it will. So nope. this seems like another, you know, another chance of just, uh, I mean, another instance of, uh, why don't we just institute this, uh, this really, um, uh, fiscally conservative policy of you won't make money unless the kids do well and then watch people just cheat it because they're like fuck it I want my money like I yeah, don't and they don't you made it too easy now I, yeah. I found it odd too I was like I know the parents had to realize my child not this smart right how did they <laughs> how they pass in this test and like you said <laughs> and they fuck it up and fuck it all year long yeah you're pushing them through they they just move on and, and it becomes less about the child's quality of education and more about the tr- the teachers not losing their jobs yeah so well, I man. thought that shit was hilarious like <laughs> they was getting money everybody was getting paid wouldn't it yeah oh man but um yeah that's 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 pretty whack um and then everybody won't get outraged when they hear this shit but you know what's with us is the reality all right last guess the race memory of dog evokes attack with shoe Uh oh niceville Mm -hmm. ironic Mm -hmm. niceville a woman became angry oh niceville just sounds like a place you use that I would make up to insult someone. Yeah, and you know what? <laughs> like, maybe in Niceville, you give all the homeless people millions of dollars. But <laughs> here in reality world, you it don't, don't work do that. like that. Oh. A woman became angry over a dog and tried to whack her grandmother with a shoe. Mm-hmm. Right um, person to attack. On March 10th, the woman, 28-year-old Michelle Ann Jensen of Niceville, her father, grandmother, and others were having a birthday cookout at her father's house on Capri Cove when the subject of Jensen's dog came up. Apparently, her father got rid of the dog while Jensen was in jail. Uh-oh. <laughs> According to the arrest report, Jensen became angry at her grandmother and advanced on her with a shoe. To prevent Jensen from attacking the older woman, Jensen's father intervened, and the two ended up on the ground. Jensen said her father grabbed her by the hair, hit her several times in the back of the head. <laughs> Jensen's father said she hit him several times. His story was corroborated by Jensen's grandmother and other witnesses. Jensen was charged with assault and battery, second or subsequent offense. Her court date is April 23rd. Guess the race, Justin, of Mrs. Uh, Michelle and Jensen. Oh, they definitely, all of them were stars in the movie Do the Right Thing. All right, let's check the chat room, see what they believe uh, the race of the lady to be. Even though they didn't do the right thing. Mm, she did the wrong thing. <laughs> she did the wrong thing. Uh, all, all of a dog. Um, I don't see any guesses in here. Maybe everybody's scared to be wrong. <laughs> Oh, everybody's scared now. I see. Throwing shoes. Eddie Murphy's mama black, says P-Funk. 
whiter than a poker festival says stif vodka white she was mad because <laughs> no one kisses as good as that dog white oh the correct answer is white it was a white woman yeah and then, see and they said barbecue and should have known when it said uh dog and the name of that town sound like a place scooby doing the gang would visit it's not that but they said they said cookout i can't white people don't have cookouts they yeah, have barbecue i can't let justin end on that let's, let's maybe see maybe it's maybe you know what but that's the view of the writer who wrote the story who, yeah. who said cookout facebook helped the milwaukee county district attorney's office charge a wayward father with failing to pay child support <laughs> christopher robinson 23 is facing three felony counts of failure to support his three-year-old child according to a complaint filed with the criminal division of wisconsin circuit court the complaint indicates that for three years robinson never made any of the required 150 dollars a month child support payments 150 dollars a month Man, that's it what the hell the- what the hell are you gonna do with 150 dollars a month in the kid you don't want them felonies dog once you get behind you know it's so hard to catch up but pictures that Robinson posted on Facebook that show him posing with cash and bottles of mm-hmm. liquor. Ah! Jordan's too. Bet you got them J's on. Helped the district attorney's office build a case against him. Was he playing trap music too? What what we do in these type of cases is we try to find out from other family members whether there's any if there's other information that we may not be able to know about. Um, uh, although Lovern said he did not specifically talk about Robinson's ongoing case he was he said facebook has become a repository for information that we may not know about yep investigations into facebook profiles may be initiated by a complaint laverne said uh when there's enough evidence to suggest a sufficient level of probable cause the da can then ask the court to order facebook to grant access to a facebook profile investigators can then look for details on whether a person has been misleading about his or her lifestyle laverne said for example, someone who claims to not have the resources to make their payments actually does have the resources. Whether it's not known exactly who's, while it's not known exactly whose money Robinson had displayed on his Facebook photos or how he might have come to acquire such sums, the images allow the district attorney's office to obtain a search warrant to investigate further. Yes, sir. I guarantee it was his baby mama that snitched. Mm. It is an investigation. <laughs> it's, it's kind of it's like, his kid's mother. We may ask the family. <laughs> you may ask the family. We may ask no. Like, hey. I'm pretty sure you got this volunteer yeah, to you. She was like, he got money. It is an investigative tool. It can be effective in assisting an investigation and prosecuting of certain criminal targets. A representative for Facebook told ABCnews.com, we work with law enforcement to the extent required by the law and is needed to keep the site and those who use it safe. Facebook devotes significant resources to evaluating requests for user information and adheres to the letter of the law when responding to requests for information. Robinson was served with an arrest warrant in February and failed to appear in court. <laughs> what else is new? The arrest warrant is still active, but the DA's office would not comment on whether it was actively looking for him or if it, or if he had a lawyer. Uh, they could not reach him. Uh, if he found guilty on all three counts, he could be sentenced to a maximum of 11 years. Guess the race. I guarantee you when he was like, man, I got caught tomorrow. His homeboys was like, don't go. They're going to lock you up. He was like, <laughs> good advice. That's the race of Christopher Robinson. Oh, this nigga definitely was um, part of New Jack City. <laughs> uh, <laughs> hmm, sounds like a softball, but he Worked has only. Carter. But he has only one baby mama. I still, I still say you are not the father black. <laughs> oh Lord, one whose skin is the color of bronze and hair is the texture of lamb's wool. Blackity, <laughs> blackity, black, black, blacker than black. 
blacker than a prison fight over a phone time <laughs> blacker than rod and karen the correct answer is <laughs> the correct answer is what is it black of course that was the easiest <laughs> one we did today all right man it's been another episode of the blackout tips uh we got to talk about them thrones with our girl patrice calendar yes. yeah but um uh got to you know got to hang out with justin again finally got him back on the show it's been forever yes um of course you guys know where to find us the blackout tips.com uh we're gonna have some changes coming soon hope everybody takes that ride with us uh but, Looking uh, forward to it. I, I am really, I tell you guys, I'm so excited about what we got about to roll out. Yeah, it should be real fun and, uh, hopefully everybody will get a kick out of it and, uh, we'll see who, uh, who's down for the calls, man. Um, we will. Until, uh, next time, uh, donate at theblackoutist.com, uh, leave us, uh, five star reviews on iTunes, comments in the poll, votes and everything. Uh, I'll see the rest of you guys on Twitter when it's time to talk about scandal tonight. Um, but, uh, until next time, I love you. You too, baby. Mwah. Mwah.